Map for smartphones. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. It is Sunday, October 8th. We are here live. Pick up the phone and join us. 8888 Road Dog is that number. I've got some things, uh, some carryover from yesterday, a couple of new topics, and then we'll open it up for your calls and questions as well. So the carryover from yesterday's show, I was surprised I really didn't get uh, hardly any feedback on this topic on the air. But I got a tremendous amount of feedback on Facebook, so I got a pretty good feel um, for how a lot of drivers think about this issue. It's kind of a hypothetical rhetorical question. And and the question I posed yesterday was, I've been in the industry 30-some years. I've heard this shutdown mentality idea many, many times. I lived through some of the shutdowns and strikes in the 70s growing up. Um, worked through some of the um, smaller strikes in the 90s. So I've got experience with that. But I've the whole time I've been in the industry, I've heard this idea of if we could shut everybody down, then we would get everything we wanted from the government. First off, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we would all agree the shutdown is just not going to happen. You're not going to get... 3 million trucks to all stop running. If you got half of them or a quarter of them, honestly, if you got 10% of them, it would cause disruption. No question. Our supply chain runs pretty tight and 10% would have a huge impact. 50% would be disastrous. My question was, and again, kind of hypothetical or rhetorical, just to see where where drivers stand on the idea. I believe that it's one of those things that be careful what you wish for. It just might happen. Probably not in this case, but if it did, let's, let's think about if we absolutely shut down all the trucks, do we think that would be good for the industry? Do we think that the government would roll over and say, look, you guys write the rules, tell us what we need to do. That's the attitude. It was well over half of the responses on Facebook said, shut it down, shut it down. We'll show the people once they can't get groceries, once they're hungry and thirsty, then we'll get our way. That was the attitude of over half of the drivers based on the responses. I don't know if I'm shocked by that or not. I tend to disagree. I, I don't think the government is just going to roll over, even if they did. What well, Do you think that we... I, I haven't seen one 
single proposal to the government around ELDs or hours of service. All I've seen is no ELDs. Well, is that what we're willing to shut down the entire country for? Put people at risk? Put lives at risk? People would die. And that's not an exaggeration. Some people said, you know, after a week, they'll feel the pain. It's not going to take a week. It's going to take three or four days in most places, and there's going to be looting and rioting and people dying. By two weeks, forget it. Pure anarchy pandemonium. I, I, I can't even imagine what it would look like. And people said, well, that'll teach them. We'll show them. I just don't believe that that's how you negotiate any kind of change. I just don't believe that the average American is going to look kindly on that. Now, we have seen these small shutdowns. The, the um, Sikh group in California just pulled off a pretty impressive rolling roadblock. Impressive because it's one of the bigger numbers I've seen recently. They actually were fairly organized, well-represented, well-spoken, but... I have to believe that those roadblocks just pissed people off. They didn't know what was going on. Do we really want to punish the entire country and put people's lives at risk to prove our point? I would say no, but I'm obviously in the minority on that. All right, that's the carryover from yesterday. If you want to comment on it, um, you certainly can. There was a uh, last week I talked about uh, President Trump's new tax proposal. I I like it. What I see so far, clearly it's not the fair tax. If I had my wish, we'd have a fair tax. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Doesn't mean we can't continue to do the work to get there. Uh, It's a grassroots thing. You you share it with people. You explain it to people. You try to find people to vote for that would support it. That's a long game trying to get the fair tax. If it happens in my lifetime, I'd be very impressed. Um, I'll continue to work for it. I'll continue to talk about it. I don't expect it to happen anytime soon. So in the meantime, what the framework on taxes that President Trump proposed a couple weeks ago, I agree with. I think they're very business-friendly. I think they are truly tax cuts across the board from the bottom to the top, which is what we need. As long as the money comes into the government through taxes, we don't seem to be very good at reining back spending. So maybe we cut the head off the snake, stop sending so much money to Washington, and they'll have to figure out how to get by. That's the way I see it. People say, well, this is such a big tax cut, it's going to increase the the deficit and the debt. Those are two different things, by the way. Uh, I I saw people on TV the other day, talking heads that should know better, referring to the debt as the deficit or vice versa. Two totally different things. Would, Would a major tax cut affect both of them? Absolutely. But it doesn't have to be a negative impact. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the uh, tax proposal. I already did that. What I wanted to talk about today was the fact that the Democrats, well, some of the Democrats anyway, I can't blame it on all of them, um, but a couple 
Democrats have put out a bill um, with their tax proposals. Now, I, I will tell you that President Trump's plan was pretty aggressive. He wants to get rid of the Schedule A completely. There will be almost no itemizing. A huge percentage of the population would be able to file their tax return on one page or less, and you wouldn't have to pay somebody to do your tax return for you. Now, full disclosure, I've been in the tax and accounting business for the last uh, almost 30 years. I got out of it for a little while, just a couple years, and we're back into it. I make money doing tax returns for people. Company drivers virtually would not have to pay somebody to do a tax return anymore. We do a bunch of them. We'd lose that business. I couldn't be happier that people would not have to pay me to do a tax return anymore. Now, owner-operators probably will. It looks like business taxes are not going to get that much easier. Uh, It's just the personal side, which is a great start. It is a sweeping, major tax overhaul, one of the biggest we've seen in, again, 30-some years. We haven't seen a tax change, and this isn't a change yet. It's a proposal, a framework. We haven't seen anything like this since Reagan. So it's big. It's meaningful. It changes the complicated system. It simplifies things. It's a step in the right direction. And to respond to that, the Democrats came out, and here's what they're proposing. Here, there's basically only two points that I can find in their tax plan. They want to expand the earned income tax credit. And they want to expand the child tax credit. That, that's basically their whole plan. It does nothing to simplify the system. Does nothing about all the crazy loopholes, deductions, alternative minimum tax, all that other crazy complicated stuff. All it does is give out more money. These aren't even tax cuts These are tax credits. The earned income tax credit and the child tax credit are basically welfare. They are basically a redistribution of wealth because you can get these credits above and beyond what you've even paid in. That's welfare. That's taking money from one citizen and giving it to another citizen. Welfare, wealth redistribution... This is an awful plan. They should be ashamed of this. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
citizens to sway from sway in the morning. I'm inviting each and every one of you to wake up with us. You'll hang out with who's hot in Hollywood. We got them all. Sway show is a big media hit, man. And of course, we got it locked with hip hop. This is common. When I come to sway, yo, you know it's like my home. But we do politics as well. Sway, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Mr. President. How you been? It's all there. Sway in the morning, weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Exclusively on Eminem, Shade 45, Sirius XM, Channel 45, and on the Sirius XM app. Nutramost wellness and weight loss programs are sweeping the nation as we revolutionize the weight loss industry with our personalized programs and our weight loss guarantee. Discover what makes Nutramost completely different than other available programs. With Nutramost, we provide you with the tools you need to lose the weight and sustain your weight loss. Nutramost utilizes advanced technologies and protocols to develop a scientific-based personalized program to assist you in reaching your wellness or weight loss goals. Visit Nutramost.com for details of our weight loss guarantee or call 855-NUTRAMOST. That's 855-N-U-T-R-I-M-O-S-T. Or visit Nutramost.com for the most personalized wellness and weight loss programs and to begin your transformation today. Franchise opportunities available at Nutramost.com. Offer to sell a Nutramost franchise is only by prospectus. Federal guidelines suggest one to two pounds weight loss per week. Your credit card companies love you. They love it when your cards stay maxed out. They love it when you only make minimum payments. They love it when you struggle. Why? Because they own you. And minimum payments mean maximum profits. Here's great news. National Debt Relief is now offering you free information on how to escape your credit card debt nightmare. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt and are only barely making minimum payments, know this. You may not have to pay it all back. In fact, you may have the right to settle that debt for only a fraction of what you owe. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of people get rid of over $500 million of debt. And they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get the information you need for free right now before this offer goes away. Call National Debt Relief now and escape your credit card debt troubles. 800-531-3738. 800-531-3738. The road to success is waiting for you at Landstar, the leading company for owner-operators for more than 20 years. At Landstar, it's always your truck and your choice of the loads you want to haul, and the decisions on where to run is up to you. Landstar also also offers unparalleled team support and benefits, including percentage pay, fuel and tire discounts, appreciation days, and more. Keep moving forward on the road to success with Landstar. Visit them online at leasetolandstar.com. Freewheeling with Meredith Oaks and Chris G. We do good work here most days. Everything in Every moderation. Day. What a concept. Weekdays, 11 a.m. East on Road Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford, the number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. So we can talk about the uh, tax proposal. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what we end up with out of President's, President Trump's proposal. I think this uh, response from the Democrats is kind of a joke. Um, this just makes the already horrible system even worse. You can talk about that. And then uh, I've got one other topic, and this is – 
I've been saying this for a while. I think it's time to move past the ELD argument. I know it's not going to stop anybody from arguing. I know there's still groups that are trying to get it postponed. I think a, a postponement now is bad for the industry. That's just my opinion. I think let's just get it over with. The ELD is not going away. We've been talking about it for years. And let's get it in place because there can be some positive results for it. At some point, I guess I'm going to – no, I'm not going to say that I'm for ELDs. I'm still not. But at some point, you have to face reality. And that's what I want to do today. And kind of the theme for today – the show, and I, I posted all of these topics on Facebook. You can go over there if you can't get through to comment. Today's theme is kind of what if? What if we looked at what's happening right now in the industry with the ELDs or, or whatever? That's obviously the big issue. What if we looked at this as an opportunity instead of a problem? What if we just made that mental shift? Because they're coming. You're going to have to deal with this. Your attitude can really change things. What if we make that mental shift? What if this is an opportunity? What if instead of demanding more from the government, we demanded more from ourselves? What if people protesting ELDs did everything in their power to improve their own business? What if? We help each other learn how to maximize profit under ELDs. Instead of complaining about them, what if we actually shared with each other what's working and how we make more money with these? What if we looked at this from our customer's point of view and worked on helping them through this transition? Look at your customers. Your customers are the carrier you're leased to, the broker you pull freight for, or the shipper you pull freight for directly. Whoever is paying you is your customer. Shippers, receivers, brokers, carriers are all going to struggle through this transition. What if we said, what can we do to help them? What if we go look, what if we actually go look for freight that will be difficult to move under ELDs and we focus on solving those problems and making it better, again, for our customers? What if we went to our customers right now and we asked them, what is the biggest problem ELDs will create for you and how can I help? What can I do to help you, my customer, through this transition? What if we just looked at our own profit and started setting up our model, our business, to work in this system? Whether you love them, hate them, you're indifferent, why not take advantage of this huge change and this huge transition that's coming and actually make it profitable? What if we did that? So today's theme, what if? That's a lot of what-ifs. Tell me what you think. We're going to get to some phone calls and see what's on your mind today. We're going to start off in Arkansas. Mike, welcome to the program. Oh, you caught me. I just took a drink, Kevin. Ah, that's okay. What's on your mind today? (laughs) Hey, listen, a couple things. Uh, I didn't catch you yesterday, but a little recap. You know, I'm with you. Let's just get this ELD thing over with. You know, I'm an owner-operator. Do my own deal. 
you know, all I hear is these guys on, on other on, the, on your channel, this channel, and other other shows, is, you know, trying to knock it down, knock it down. And I just don't see what that's going to do. Let's just get it over with and be done with it and let the chips fall where they fall and we'll just pick up the pieces from there, you know. But as an owner-operator, I think the hours of service is the problem. Absolutely. You know, if they fix that, you know, if they fix that, hey, you know, I, I would entertain the ELD. But until then, you know, I don't want to have to pay for something every stinking month. You know, it's just more – you're just nickel and diamond us again, you know. But, hey, the reason yeah. I called you today, though – Go ahead. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, I, I agree with just about everything you said, and I've said this many times, but I think we've got to start focusing on this. We could hate the ELDs. That's, and we can keep complaining about them and fighting them and shutting down. I, I don't see where that's going to do any good. Or we could say the real problem here are the hours of service. The hours of service Absolutely. have existed since 1938. From 1938... Till the early 2000s, 60-some years, we never changed them. Not once. Once we started changing them yeah. in the early 2000s, it's been a disaster. I mean, what a... It never ended, yeah. What, what a cluster. It, it, we, not only did we keep making changes, we kept changing things we already changed and going back and forth so much that nobody can remember which rule is even active anymore. So yeah. that no, that's... I agree with Trump. That, that's like 70 years of, of a system that just didn't work, and we put up with it, and we cheated it intentionally to get our job done and serve our customers. Well, it, 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 we had no significant changes to that system in 70 years. Why not look at the positive? I think if anything is ever going to fix the problem with hours of service, it's ELDs. This will be it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like what Trump says. You know, we have stupid people leading our country doing stupid things to us peasants. You know what I mean? And after a while, like you said, I mean, I, I agree with you in this. And the ELDs hopefully will fix the hours of service. We can hope. But we can hope. Hey, I'm calling you because I'm looking at another truck. Okay. I got one, and uh, I'm kind of torn. You know, I've been looking at that Fitzgerald glider. I've talked to them guys over there. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's it is. It is. Um, you know, and they kind of ask, you know, hey, what do you do with, with the drive line? You know, do you go to 13? Do you go to 18? What kind of rear end would you pick out? You know, I like the Detroit, the you know, the 60 series. They could get me a they could get me a 99 motor. You know, so I ain't got to worry about the you know that electronic log thing on that motor. Right. Um, but I got another buddy of mine says, hey, listen, I got a uh, a 95 bubble with a a four and a quarter Caterpillar. He says, I got a, you know, catch in the end frame, about 70,000 miles ago. It's got about a million and one on it. He says, it's a good truck. He just took a job with UPS, so he's going to get out of it. But, you know, he wants, you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 for that. And I don't, you know, I think that's a mechanical motor, actually. I think that's a 3306 or 3406, I think, that four and a quarter cat. But I think it's mechanical, you know, what am I... You know, I don't think that's going to help me too much. I've heard you say that before on the radio. Mechanical, you're going to want to stay away from. Yeah. What do you I, think? I, I'm not a big fan of mechanical engines. There, there's so many yeah. good, solid, late 90s electrical engines we could build. I mean, if you wanted to build a 6NZ Cat, that's an, an awesome engine. If you wanted to build an N14, it's an excellent engine. The Series 60, one of my favorites. There's so many of those around 
that for me to give that up and go back to a mechanical engine, which it's hard to get fuel economy. You know, we remember, yeah. I mean, if you were around back with mechanical engines, we used to roll bearings in at about 250,000 miles because the fuel dilution yeah. on a mechanical engine was so hard on the bearings. Um, so th- there's another thing I'd be really careful of. I, I, I have a very clear memory of looking at a 95 cat um, back in about 97 or 98, I believe, um, maybe even a little earlier than that, might have been closer to 95, um, that it was when they were making the transition to electronics. And their early attempt was a disaster. I mean, that it was just uh-huh. bad. So I, I would be careful. You know, if if I were doing this, I would either want the 6NZ or I would want the true mechanical engine. I wouldn't want that some of that garbage they had in between. But honestly, for me, there's just way, way too many trucks out there. Here's what I would be careful of. This is what I call a purchase of opportunity. You know, you're kind of in the market. You're looking at trucks. You haven't really found anything. And all of a sudden, somebody says, oh, hey, well, I have this truck. Well, it's convenient. You know, but it's not really – I mean – if you sat down and your friend had never told you about this truck and you were searching for trucks, is this the truck you would search for? No. Then no. don't buy it. <laughs> they, 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 huh? Aren't you a worth of knowledge? They, then don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what about that Fitzgerald? You know, I mean, I honestly, on a, on a good day, I'll do between fifteen and $2,000 a day on my operation, right? That's great revenue. And, you know, I run... I, I run probably 22, I don't know, I run anywhere from 18 to 24 days a month. You know, so I'm, I'm on a, I, I do a lot of oversized, you know, so I get a little like overdimensional, not overweight. Yeah, okay. So I get a little, a little bit more premium for what I do. Right. Um, okay. Hold hold that thought. You know, let, let, let me get to a break. I'll come back and I'll give you give you my opinion on, on this. Obviously, I'm a big fan of gliders. I have been forever. They're not for everybody and they're not for every situation. But uh, I'll tell you kind of how I would look at this right after the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothbard. at 5 a.m. East. It helps out to have somebody that's like-minded in trucking. On Road Dog Trucking Radio. 
truckers, the industry is changing. Schneider is ready. Are you? The electronic logging device rule goes into effect December 18th, and millions of drivers will be impacted. Don't get left behind. Schneider has used e-logs since 2010. Also, automated transmissions are growing in popularity. Now over half of Schneider tractors are automated, and all new trucks will be automated. When the industry changes, it pays to be with an industry leader. Search all driving jobs in your zip code at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. Howdy, folks. Homer Hogg here, and I've got the trick to treating your tractor and your wallet. Let us treat your tractor this October to all the preventive maintenance care it deserves while you treat your wallet with up to $30 in savings. Restrictions may apply. Offer valid October 1st through 31st. Additional preventive service must be redeemed with the oil change and not at a later time or date. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-900-8313. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-900-8313. That's 1-800-900-8313. I'm Todd Bork the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. If you're traveling anywhere in the mid-Atlantic states, Ohio, Tennessee Valley, down in the southeast, be prepared for some showers, storms, and some gusty conditions due to the remnants of Hurricane Nate. Take a look at the east-west interstate. Still some scattered showers and the rumble of thunder along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered showers and storms. South Carolina into Georgia, tapering off in Alabama. I-40, widespread showers and storms. North Carolina and Tennessee, I-64. For the showers and storms in Virginia, West Virginia, and Kentucky, we have I-70 and I-80. Some scattered showers and rumble of thunder, and that does extend all the way in parts of Pennsylvania and parts of Ohio as well. Uh, just be aware of that ride. Also dealing with a few scattered showers in parts of New Jersey, so that does encompass I-80, I-76, and I-70, I-90. Straight shower storm cannot be ruled out from Massachusetts into New York State. We also have some flakes of snow along I-90 from South Dakota parts of Wyoming and Montana. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Twice Now on the Road Dog Series Fan 126 and on the Series Matt Smart. Good morning. Just one more cup of coffee. Take the highway. I'm gonna make it to the line. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to go back to Mike in Arkansas. So, Mike, here's kind of how I feel about gliders. Kind of interesting. Um, I'm going to go back over the history. When I first got into the business, uh, virtually every dealer had a glider or two, you know, there that was being built. They were really common, and they were mostly wrecks and and that kind of stuff. You didn't want to trash the engine. You threw it into a glider. Um, They had kind of a lousy reputation because – 
they're not as simple to build as everybody believes. So when you had dealers just building one or two here and there, um, they were kind of thrown together. That all changed, you know, kind of. Fitzgerald had been building them for years, but when I met Fitzgerald and we started talking about their gliders back in 07, 08, um, the whole thing exploded. I mean, gliders are being built like crazy because of all the emission problems. I still think they're an excellent option. They're a good long-term value if you have the money. I mean, for somebody to go out and spend 130, 40, 50,000 on a glider if they can't afford it would be a bad idea. But it it, it sounds yeah. like you've got the budget, you've got the cash flow. As long as you're keeping yeah. them long-term 5, 6, 7 years, they're still a, a really good option in my book. There you get the new truck, which is really nice. You get the old engine technology, yeah. but it's still electronic. I would build it with electronic. We know those engines yeah. inside and out. We know how to get good fuel economy out of them. We know how to keep them running a very long time. We don't have to work on them a lot. They're still pretty inexpensive to run. To me, the the glider still makes a ton of sense. I'm also to the point where I'm excited about the new trucks finally. You know, there's some pretty amazing yeah. technology, but they're clearly more expensive and higher risk. So... You know, it yeah. really just depends. I, it, I have a feeling if I'm still doing this 10 years from now, we're not even going to utter the word glider. I, I, I think they've only got a couple years yeah. left because of, um, you know, regulations and the market changing. And, I, you know, even Fitzgerald bought a Peterbilt dealer because I, I think they see the writing on the wall that, you know, gliders aren't going to be here forever. Yeah. If you had to spec one out, you know, he asked me, if you had to spec one out, you know, that Detroit Series, would you go 13 or 18? And what kind of rear end would you go with that? I'd go with 13. And the reason why, unless you're doing a crazy heavy haul, I don't see the point of an 18. I mean, how many people, yeah, how many people actually split gears in the bottom? Yeah. It's so, I mean, well, that. When I used to haul heavy stuff. Yeah. It was always good to split four, you know? Yeah, and I can see that in in heavy. And when I say heavy, sometimes I'll say, you know, people will say, oh, well, I pull heavy, and I'll ask them how much, and they'll say 80,000. No, no, that's not heavy. That's normal. That's normal. In Michigan, we pull 160. Exactly. When we get up to those kind of numbers, an 18 speed makes a ton of sense. Even on a 13. Most loads, the only gear I ever split is the last one or two, if that. Yeah. So I would go yeah. with the 13. I like that flexibility. I would gear it to run in 11th, which is direct. So I would have yeah. like two 64s or two 79s. Okay. Let me write that down. I know they asked me, and I, I thought he said 73, but. You said 64 or 69 or 79, right? Yeah, 264 or 279. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good information. And um, I had another thought, and I lost it there during a the break. But I just want to tell you, you know, I really appreciate your show. I mean, you do a lot for guys like me. And um, thanks. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Good luck with that. Um Let's go to Virginia. Dustin, welcome to the program. 
Dustin, are you with me? Sounds like somebody might be. You know what, Dustin, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll see if we can figure out what's going on in that line. We're going to stay there in Virginia, though. Charlie, it's your turn. Welcome to the program. How you doing today, Kevin? Good. What's on your mind? Got it. Yeah. Well, I got a couple questions to ask you. I've got a 60 Series Detroit, 14 liter. January of 2015, I had Penn Detroit in Syracuse, New York, do a Step 3 rebuild. At that time, they told me the counterboards only needed to be cleaned up. April of 2016, it popped a headboat, so I put it back in. They cut number one counterboard because they had to put a new head gasket on it. September of 2017, I blew another head gasket. I put it in. Now, all of a sudden, they had to cut the other five counterboards. They cannot produce a measurement sheet from any of the three times they had it apart. Is there anything that you think Detroit corporate could do for me to produce them sheets? I, you know, I have no idea. Um, th- this is a fairly common problem on in-frames when the, the block isn't prepped properly. Um, you know, and it goes far enough that even if you look at CAT, their, their factory recommendations don't work very well. That's why we see a lot of CATs after an in-frame blow head gaskets because – even when the shop follows the factory recommendations, it doesn't work right. So this is not uncommon at all. I, I clearly see this as the dealer's fault for not prepping that block correctly the first time. But trying to prove any of this stuff in order to get anything covered under warranty can be extremely difficult. I'm not telling you not to try but it can be really tough. I, I've seen dealers that just absolutely stonewall you. They won't give you any information. They won't help you take it up the line to Detroit. You've got to do it all on your own. And they'll just fight you every step of the way. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for you. But I, I, I've, I've been through situations like this myself. I've helped people through situations like this. It's not easy. Um, You know, the shop can say, oh, well, you know, that was a year ago. It's a mechanical engine, not mechanical, meaning not electronic, but it's it's a piece of mechanical equipment. Anything could break. You know, we didn't do anything wrong. This is old. It's got this many miles on it. And here's the problem. If we had to take this stuff all the way to court, which is one of the only ways sometimes to resolve this. I mean, you can certainly try to go through corporate. And I would encourage you to. But if it ends up in court, we're, we're trying to explain this to judges who have no mechanical knowledge at all. So many times in court, it's just who can throw more paper and more BS at the judge. I mean, most of the time, the people deciding these cases don't know what they're deciding on. So it, it's just a shame this is why I talk so much about building that relationship so that you do have some leverage if something goes really wrong. It's not a guarantee, but it's better than just dealing with random shops because at some point the shop will go, look, if we have to fix this, it's going to cost us $15,000. Screw the guy. Just let him go somewhere else. 
I mean, sometimes that's their attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, the motor's only got 378000 since the first time they opened it up, and I don't know whether maybe the counterboards was okay when they first did it, but they should have lasted longer than that. It had 800000 on it when they first rebuilt it. It's got $1,178,000 on it now. Um, I, you know, even that first in-frame was really early. I'd almost wonder why it got in frame so early. Because I blew a head gasket on number one cylinder. It oh, blew okay. Head gasket right around the whole way around the fire ring. Got it. I was so. doing oil samples like you talk about, and potassium and sodium went out of whack and came back in whack, went out of whack, and I said, well, we're going to put it in. We're going to do the best end frame. And I figured a Detroit shop with a Detroit motor. Right. Oh, no, that's better than just taking it to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. I mean, I'd much rather see it being done either at an independent shop that you really trust and work with and know that they do a good job or a factory Detroit shop. I mean, that's what I recommend all the time. Uh, It's just unfortunate when this happens. It sounds like. This is one of those motors that has some issues anyway. Um, and then I think that they probably could have done a better job prepping this block. Whether or not you're going to get anything out of them, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they did cut me a break, even with putting, because the miles on it this time, I had them put the new bull gears in it. It was 12000 yeah, uh, hate, I hate to hear stuff like this. I wish I had better answers, but um, I really don't. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. truck drivers and warehouse workers schneider is adding even more career opportunities schneider already has team and solo driving opportunities with a wide range of home times and freight types now we're adding multi-stop less than truckload driving jobs and straight truck delivery driving jobs with no cdl required plus new warehouse jobs at our ltl terminals an industry leading variety of career paths now even better search all driving and warehouse jobs near you and apply at schneiderjobs.com that's schneiderjobs.com 
Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My air conditioner broke down. Sorry, but your home insurance doesn't cover air conditioner breakdowns. So, what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my air conditioner? I'm afraid not. But his air conditioner could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield. We cover major components of air conditioners, plus 20 other home systems and appliances, like electrical systems, plumbing, refrigerators, and more. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. Homeowners insurance can cover what might happen. But a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Be sure with the shield. American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. That's 1-800-700-4350. 1-800-700-4350. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. Road Dog Truckin' Radio. 18 years. That's how we roll. Serious X. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to try Dustin again. Dustin, are you with me? Yes, I am, Kevin. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've been taking this um, baby thing bus, and I followed the directions, but I'm up to 12 bills, and I still might get anything out of this stuff. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Have you been on um, any kind of uh, heartburn medication, antacids, or proton pump inhibitors? No. Okay. So, no, do you, I, I, I was taking um, apple cider vinegar. Okay. So did were you suffering from heartburn at all? Um. I have in the past, but not in the last, like, six months. I mean, it's been kind of just hit and miss. It hasn't been real regular or anything. Yeah, you know, you could you could scale back to even, you know, three or four with your meals or even two. You may not need a lot of uh, – have you taken the uh, Nutri-Q? Yeah, I did. I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago about that. Okay. And that's what you guys recommended to me. Yeah. Um, so I've only been on this about two weeks or so. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I would continue to take a couple. I wouldn't go up to 12. I mean, some people, and, and there's been a lot of research on this, and we haven't, we don't really know why. Some people never feel it. That, that little burn that we're looking okay. for in the test, some people just never feel it. Uh, so if you're eating a good, clean diet, over time your stomach will start to rebuild its own stomach acid anyway, and then this won't be necessary. So I would say if you've tried that many, you're just not feeling it. I, I would I would do two or three with a meal till you finish this bottle, and then I would go off of it and see what happens. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Texas. Paul, welcome to the program. Hey, Gavin. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What can I help you with today? Uh, my question is, um, if I have a 2004 uh, free EGR engine, is this um, – legal for me to put in a 98 no um the 2004 truck that you're going to put it in and i'm going to ask this question because 2003 and 4 was when we made the transition and i just want to be sure the 2004 truck you want to put it in did that have an egr or an acert engine uh, no, it is not. Oh, it doesn't. So it was, no. it was one of those late trucks that was still technically pre-emission. Yeah, 2004 with a 2003 engine. Okay, I'm glad I asked. That's why those years it could get as long as it didn't have the emissions, then you should be safe because the 98 emissions should be virtually identical to the 03 emissions. The only change was ECM, and you could make that change if you wanted. Um, so that should work because technically we're not, we're not altering the emissions that that truck came with. It came with a non-emission 03 engine. You're just replacing it with a different model that, that meets basically the same emission requirements, so you'd be okay. Okay. And my other question is how would I ever uh, prove that to the DOT? If I ever got pulled into the scale and they looked at the paperwork and said it's an old port truck, yeah, how I prove to them that it, in fact, it didn't come with a old port engine in the first place. And that could be a little trickier. I don't see them checking a lot of that stuff, so I'm not sure if it would be a big issue anyway. But ultimately, if you had to prove it, we could prove it through records. I mean, the, the manufacturer knows exactly what engine was put in there based on serial numbers. So it, it, I don't know how you prove it right there when they're you know, ready to write a ticket for it if that's what they wanted to do, but we could certainly prove it later if we had to fight the ticket. Okay, makes sense. Or, or maybe you get the documentation from the manufacturer ahead of time so that you've always got it with you. And you can pull it out and say, look, here, this this serial number was built with this engine, which was pre-emission. I replaced it with this engine. I, I would probably build that documentation ahead of time and just have it with me. Okay, makes sense. Thank you very much for your time, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Now, I want people to be clear. Somebody could call me in 15 minutes and ask me about a 2004 
and putting a 98 engine in it, and I could tell them, no, you can't do it. That's why I had to ask him, was there an emission engine in this truck when it was built? Plenty of O4s had emission engines. Some didn't. That's why that's the year 0304 you've got to be careful. It doesn't the year doesn't matter. What matters is what emission system was in the truck when it was built. You can't downgrade the emissions by replacing it with an older engine. You can do that in a glider when you build it. Let's go to Illinois. Edward, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing there, uh, Kevin? Uh, you had told, I think Lisa sent this over there to you, uh, a cylinder somebody had ripped apart the other day. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm looking at $1,041,796 miles on my Series 6 in Detroit. Now, this guy had a DD-15, I think it was. And I'm sure he didn't have that many miles on that motor already. Mine's is older, and it hasn't been rebuilt yet. I'm going to work on that next year. It's not burning the oil. Or oh, good. I have done everything you have done for the last 10 years since I've been in this truck. And um, and you have warned these guys for years. Edward. Hell. <laughs> Going out this receiver. Um. And these guys have been going around using these diesel doctors, and it costed this guy his motor. Yeah. And and you warned these guys about these guys running around with these little laptops. You know, they sound good on the radio. You know, they can uh, turn your motor up, give you a good fuel mileage, and it costed this guy his motor. It, it it happens. You know, it, it, it's a whole new world when we start talking about electronics. It, it's one thing. If somebody tries to make a mechanical change to your truck, it's pretty obvious. I mean, you can see it. Yeah. it, it that, that little black box, that ECM, is unbelievably powerful. There is so much. That, that controls almost every function of that engine. And it's, it's easy to go in and hack it. It's easy to go in and pour more fuel to the cylinders. It's easy to go in and, and change timing. Just because something's easy doesn't make it right. And most of the time, because these guys don't understand how to program correctly, not only are they taking the short brute force way just to get more power because that impresses people, they're also tur- yeah. turning off safeguards. We found one of these guys that the only way he could get his program to work was to turn off all the shutdowns. You know, you have a low, low oil shutdown, a low water shutdown, a high temperature yeah. shutdown, a low oil pressure shutdown. Those are great. That Those have saved so many engines. Back when we had mechanical engines, you, you let an engine overheat a little bit, you could lose an engine. In a matter of minutes, I had it happen with drivers. The electronic engines have protected most of those things, except those safeguards can all be turned off. And one of the ways these guys kind of force their program in there is by turning off those safeguards. And that is a really dangerous way to run an engine. Yeah, once I saw that picture, I was like, wow. I mean, if this guy was just only would have just listened to Kevin... 
And, you know, I saw the Facebook page of uh, notes and stuff that I've been sending you this week. You know, it's kind of really sad. You know, they knocking on you if, if you're not a big supporter of trucking. You know, if that's the case, yeah, well, it is so damn long, you know. Yeah, I just have to laugh at some of these guys. I mean, I mean, you don't have to tell us. Matter of fact, you can. I should say, uh, you can charge us for all this information you actually gave us over the years. You haven't. I, I have saved a lot of money because of you. And these other guys but, talking about you. Well, what have they done? I'm nothing. Well, you know, clearly, I, people can disagree with my opinions. And I fully expect that. That That's one thing. And, and that's healthy, and we learn that way. But when they start attacking whether or not I, I have the the knowledge, um, you know, certainly I've been around the industry a long, or when somebody says, well, you don't have any say on ELDs because you're not running under them. I, come on. I mean, it, those kind of things are just ignorant. You know, clear or, you know, the one I've been hearing for the last two weeks is I must be paid by the ATA. Well, I've never taken a penny from the ATA. I do, however, spend 13 hours every single week answering questions from drivers. That's what I do. So clearly disagree with my opinions, even disagree with my facts if you want to show me some other facts. But to question my motivation or, you know, who I'm really out here doing this for, clearly I'm doing it for me. That's what we all do. Um, but the owner-operator has always been my market. Always tried to help the owner-operator small carrier. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the compliments. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothbard. We are Road Dog Trucking Radio. From the heart of America, broadcasting from sea to shining sea and all places in between. Nashville, Tennessee. New Orleans. The Mississippi Gulf Coast. New York City. Kansas City, Missouri. From the West Virginia coal mines to the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. Road Dog Trucking Radio is everywhere. Next time you're in the neighborhood, make sure you stop by Sirius XM Channel 146. Truck drivers, I'm Carrie Hallett Paris and I hire truck drivers for Walmart. Walmart Transportation has driving job opportunities at many locations across the United States. Walmart offers full time, flexible schedules with competitive pay within the driving industry. Many driver benefits, including medical, start on day one and no touch freight driving for an industry leader. Driving for Walmart is a great career opportunity. Why wait any longer to apply? And there are openings for safe professional drivers right now. Walmart pays for mileage, activity, and even offers a safety incentive you can earn each quarter of the year. If you are interested in advancing your driving career, see if Walmart is hiring in a place you'd like to work by visiting www.driveforwalmart.com and then apply online. That's drive, the number four, walmart.com. It could be the last job you will ever apply for. Walmart is an equal opportunity employer. This is Jimmy. This is a tiny demon. Jimmy is about to gaze into the eyes of this tiny demon, thereby becoming its minion. Jimmy shouldn't become a minion of this tiny demon. And you shouldn't manage your own tolls. Turn to Best Pass, the commercial toll management experts. Don't pull a Jimmy. Get Best Pass and save tons of time and money on tolls. 
Learn more at GetBestPass.com. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Killers. And more converge on Texas for one of 2017's biggest live music events. The Austin City Limits Music Festival. Hear it live with select performances on multiple channels and continuous coverage on Sirius XM's ACL Radio through the weekend on Channel 29. Schedule and streaming video at SiriusXM.com slash ACL. I'm Todd Bork, the Weather Channel with the Interstate Weather Update. Widespread showers and some thunderstorms all due to the remnants of Hurricane Nate extending from basically New England all the way down to the southeast. So we have some wet weather there, especially in the parts of the Ohio and Tennessee Valleys as well. North-south interstate starting east, we have some scattered shower storms in parts of New England, but it does pick up more widespread, and the intensity picks up as well as you work your way from Pennsylvania all the way down through the Carolinas and Florida. I-81, some scattered showers rumble with thunder, Pennsylvania down through Virginia into Tennessee. I-79, some scattered showers rumble with thunder, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. I-77, just widespread rains, showers and storms from Ohio all the way down into the Carolinas. I-75, same type of thing, widespread showers and a rumble of thunder from Ohio all the way down through Georgia and Florida. I-65, some scattered showers and rumble of thunder from parts of Indiana, Kentucky, and tapering off in Tennessee and Alabama. I-15, a flake of snow or two in Montana and Idaho. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Twice Now on Road Dog Series. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to Florida. Matt, welcome. Good afternoon, Kevin. What's on your mind today? So, talking about, you know, a protest, uh, you know, shut the country down or whatnot. What is the last, I'm not talking about the trucking industry, just anything in general. What is the last nationwide protest you remember that the general public, when they found out about it, got behind them? Boy, you know, when you were first asking, I started thinking about nationwide protests. Then when you said the general public got behind them, I can't think of any. I can't either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wants to. Here's the thing. Are are truckers that arrogant that they believe the rest of the country is willing to be inconvenienced for their benefit? Well, yeah, because. Remember in 2008 when oil prices went sky high? I mean, we hit what it was $148 a barrel or whatever yeah. the top number ever was. I don't it was, know exactly. Yeah, it was up but there. Every news article was about the greedy oil companies. <laughs> yeah. And how they were gouging us and screwing over. Well, I mean, it was what we read was the American, you know, people, but it was a worldwide issue. Right. What if all of the oil industry workers said, well, screw you, we'll go on strike <laughs> until you could. I'm, I, I'm sure we would have. 
I'm sure we would have all supported them as we sat around with no gas and no diesel fuel, right? We would have been on their side. Uh, no diesel, no plastic, no... Right, I mean, right. There's millions of products that are made from oil. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, not only, again, and it's kind of a, it's just a way to fill a little time. It's an interesting topic. It's not going to happen, but I, but I saw such a strong response that I want drivers to think if in reality, if it ever happened, what a disaster it would be. And I say, you know, drive the the rest of the country isn't going to support us if they're inconvenienced. The inconvenience would be the first day. The second day, it would start to move beyond inconvenience. By the third or fourth day, we would be putting lives in danger. Nobody is going to support that. Yep. Yeah, because there was one in France here just last week. Um, and, yeah, within one day, there's no gas at gas stations. and Yeah. <laughs> you know, med- medical supplies stuff like that that you know all of that stuff is very short supply and just in time delivery and yeah a couple of days is huge well you know we we tend to think about you know all of these issues from the over the road truckload kind of operation but i mean if we're if we want all truck drivers to shut down what if local truck drivers start shutting? That that has an immediate impact. Stores get delivery sometimes multiple times a day. So it would happen yep. really, really quickly, and the fallout and the repercussions would be horrendous. Yeah. So you posted on Facebook, if you support the idea, what... First, you know, what is the main issue? Just one issue. Right. Not all over the board. Right. And who is the direct person you want to bring it to in the government? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't looked at it in over an hour, but uh, yeah. after an hour after you had posted it, not one person had answered <laughs> any of those questions. So my, my question, so people understand, I, I said... If you want to protest, if you think protesting or shutting down is going to be effective, let I, I want to help people make it more effective. So if you want this to be effective, identify first off, who are you trying to influence specifically? Don't say the government. There's, you know, millions of employees in the government. That That's a meaningless statement. Tell me who in the government specifically you want to influence or if it's somebody else i just asked the question who are you trying to influence and what is one thing you want to influence them to change and you're right after hundreds of responses nobody answered the questions and this no, this is the problem this is the problem you see in every protest black lives matter antifa i could go on and on and on the reporters have a field day with this stuff. They grab people in the pro st- protest and say, what are you protesting? What do you want to see change? And they all sound like idiots. And the, the reporters do that on purpose because these protests have no point. Nothing that anybody that you could act on. So I'm trying to help the groups that want to protest in trucking. If you want to have a chance 
at having an effective protest. Identify who you want to influence and what you want them to change. And please, don't make it a list of 21 demands from the government. That's just stupid. Yeah. There was uh, one commenter, and I'm not ripping on the person that made the comment because they're in the majority, uh, that actually did name, you know, the head of the FMCSA or Congress or even President Trump or I don't know. (laughs) And that's the problem because I don't know. Correct. Bring it to any. And you need to know the person you need to go to because President, it's not that he can't do anything about it, but as far as the law and putting a delay on it, he it's a law. He's not a law writer. That's Congress's job. Well, and again, he can't change the law. Yeah, and if we want to talk about you know ELDs, since that's the big protest right now, there is a bill. I think it's Babin that has the bill still kind of working its way. I'm not sure. I I know it's been defeated. I think he reintroduced it. He's got like 55 co-signers. So, I mean, if you want to be logical about this. You already have the support of 55 people. That's a start. So if you were smart about this, you would focus on those 55. You would ask them which one of your colleagues are most likely to join this and start targeting those. You don't need to target the 55. You've already got them. You need to target it. And obviously... There's no point in targeting somebody like Nancy Pelosi if you're trying to, to change health care. <laughs> you, you know what her stance is on it. She's not going to change. You've got to go do the hard work to find the people in Congress that are somewhere in the middle and you might be able to influence. Now, if you're not doing all that stuff, then you're just like every other protester on the country and they are virtually meaningless right now. They're not changing anything. Well, yeah, because to me, this is all, like you say, way too late. I, well, yeah, I'll, there's I'll that, too. The timeline. Yeah. July 6, 2012. Five, uh, not five and a half yet, but over yeah. five years ago. Right. Is the day that MAP 21 was signed by President Obama, and in MAP 21 spelled out that the FMCSA had to come up with an ELD law. It took them three years to do that. It was December 16th of 2000, what was it, 2015? Sounds right. I I don't have it in front of me. That sounds right. The law was actually signed in. They gave two full years before it went into effect of December 18th this year. And then the DOT, or FMCSA, I don't know who writes the out-of-service criteria, that that is released in March. They didn't get on board with that this year for the new law coming into effect. So now we still have until April 1st of next year before it even becomes an out-of-service violation. Yeah, <laughs> right. So what would another extension solve? 
nothing except create more confusion because you you still have a huge part of the industry that doesn't understand this because they haven't taken the time to read it. They haven't followed it. They get their information from Facebook, the CB, and the liar's counter. So we've got all kinds of myths, misconceptions, outright lies, and two more years will just add to that. It's not let, – let's just get it over with at this point, it, and let's fight the real battle, which is hours of service. We would love to see real change to the hours of service, and if anything is going to do it, it's the ELD mandate. Bring it on at this point. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. of an American rock and roll treasure, Tom Petty. If you're listening out there, we love you too. Tom Petty Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 31. Hi, my name is Colleen. I'm an over-the-road truck driver with Schneider. I'm actually one of hundreds of women driving at Schneider and thousands within the industry. More women are joining every day, thanks to organizations like Women in Trucking and partnering companies like Schneider. Schneider offers a safe nationwide facility network and superior home time. Plus, more than half our fleet now has automated transmissions. If you're a woman considering truck driving, learn more and make the move at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text RELAX44 to 543543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text RELAX44 to 543543 with a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available. Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting RELAX44 to 543543. That's R-E-L-A-X 44 to 543543. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-700-9920. 
Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-700-9920. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-700-9920. 1-800-700-9920. At 7 a.m. East, it's the Dave Nemo Show. On the Dave Nemo Show, we'll wake you up and catch you up with what's going on. Exclusively on... Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're right back to the phones. We're going to stay there in Florida. Adam, welcome to the program. It's your turn. Hey, hey, Kevin. Hey, uh, so just an update. Uh, first week, back to flat bedding, not too bad. Uh, nothing too crazy, just uh, way more tired than being fat and laying in a truck. There you go. And, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, I... The whole ELD back to that thing again, and, you know, it is like, you know, a dead horse. But, you know, I the comments that you've made and other people made about hours of service and, and, and all the other reasons we should or shouldn't do whatever we're doing, I believe it comes down to safety. And I, it, I understand, the, um, like you said, when you drove, you knew when you were tired, you knew when you had to sleep, but you had ways to be able to do that back when you started. And, and a lot of people don't. Well, I, I drove, well let, I've driven a lot of miles. Let's be clear. They weren't legal ways. Well, no, I understand okay. that. But okay, okay. You can still get away with it and, and make it legal for you and what you're doing. And, um, and not legal, but you, you, don't, you, couldn't, you didn't get in trouble and you just redid your logbooks and you made sure you were safe. Yeah, and I'm not going to say and, uh, you couldn't get in trouble. You could. They just they were a lot more lax about it back then. I mean, I, I can remember, but you just said you had this happen not that long ago either. Um, it, clearly, enforcement is tougher than it used to be. You know, back then it was right. not a big deal. Many times I got pulled over, my logbook would be two or three days behind, and they'd give you a chance to catch it up and, and let you go. Uh, you don't see that happen right. nearly as much anymore. Not as nearly as much, no. But what, what I'm talking about here is, is kind of the – and I'm not comparing them. I'm just using it as an analogy. The, the gun control law, I'm just using that as half the country split on yes, half the country split on no. If you have guns, you don't want control. If you don't have guns and you don't want them, then you don't care. Right. So in, in, in my opinion, it's the same way with this ELD thing. You got company drivers that are on hourly. They don't give two shits. You got company drivers that are on, you know, salary. They don't care. You got owner operators like the gentleman that called earlier. You got owner operators like me. You, you know, and then on the opposite side of that, you have operate, owner operators like Matt, who's been, you know, he's willing to do whatever it takes to to, to do it legal, and he doesn't want to do logbooks. I, I, I like my sleep. I like to drive too, though. So I'm. I have no interest in logbooks or in ELDs, and so I haven't even tried. 
and, and I don't plan on it with the, you know buying the truck that I bought. Right. And and um, I just don't. I, I'm, I, it's not anything personal against anybody, but I believe all this is going to come down to safety. And with with or without ELDs, with or without hours of service changing or not, it comes down to each individual driver and, and how safe they are. And that, and that, and you can't. You can't put a protest on that. Right. You can't put a, a value on that, and you can't change that. I'm not going to risk my company for two or three thousand dollars. I so could. I, if I have to be, if I have to be late and, and I don't get paid, at least I made it home to make another, some more money next week. Well, I couldn't agree more, and this is my attitude about all of our rules and regulations and laws, and they just keep piling more and more and more on when clearly the results aren't there. People will continue to break laws no matter how many laws we make. So my take on the whole thing, and this isn't an easy fix, but I think it would be heading in the right direction is we could get rid of about 80% of all the laws and regulations we have, make it nice and simple. People know what's right and what's wrong in most cases. If not, we'll clearly spell it out. But hold people personally responsible when they do something stupid and hurt somebody else. That would be my solution to this because all the laws, all the regulations, it, like you said, that doesn't make anybody safe. We we could fight about hours of service and never come to a conclusion because everybody in the industry has a different opinion about what would make hours of service safe. I think the real answer is there are no hours of service that could be absolutely safe because we're, we're not machines. You can't turn us on and turn us off at certain times and say, if you stay within these rules, you're going to be safe. The only way to be safe is to use some common sense and not drive when you know you're unsafe. You're the only one who can know when you're unsafe to drive or not. Nobody else can do that. But we... we... Well, that's the the point. That's the whole point. And 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 again, that's the whole point behind what my comment is on what you're talking about. And, And Matt actually, talking to him a while back, he made an interesting point to me about OIDA, technically they're on both sides of the fence because they offer insurance, and they offer a better insurance if you have ELDs. So what are they really fighting for? So I didn't know that, by the way. That's I mean? interesting. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he's ever brought that up, but I, I'm just quoting Matt on that one. But um, it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, are, how hard are they really, really fighting? Well, you know, what I, mean? I, I, you know I, like you said yesterday. They have company drivers that's a big deal with. They right. have owner operators that's a right. deal with. Company drivers don't care about ELD. I I, I they, will they, they say get paid whatever they're going to get paid. I, I will say. I mean, people that listen to me know that I have not been a huge fan of Owida for a very very long time. I mean, almost. Um, I, I was a member way 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 back when, um, and I'll tell you the issue that. Kind of made, not not kind of, there was one issue that made me drop my membership. And that was, um, I had Volvo trucks back then, lots of them, loved them. And they were promoting Western Star trucks, I believe, back then. It was Western Star. They would have a full-page ad, you know, about Western Star in their magazine. 
And then they started writing up all these columns about this dangerous front-end situation on Volvos. And they blew it way out of proportion. And, and it, it just didn't feel right to me. And when I did the digging and found out that they tend to do this quite a bit on a lot of issues, um, this, it wouldn't surprise me if they were offering better insurance if you were on an ELD. I don't know that for a fact. But if they did, wouldn't surprise me. But after having said all that, and I've been a huge critic of theirs for years, I will say when it came to the ELD mandate, I didn't see anybody else in the industry fight it any harder than they did. They hired attorneys. They did the right things. They tried to put a coalition together. They weren't calling for people just to go protest and blockages. And uh, I think they at least approached it the right way. They, they hired attorneys. They fought it legally. They did what they could do. They lost. Um, but, but I have to at least give them credit for doing it the proper way. I'm not arguing with them or their insurance company or the I've, – I've used their services numerous times calling and asking questions. I'm just saying, I mean, how many different, way can, how many different ways can you be vested into an a, into a, into a, uh, industry? I mean, you know, we're limited. The people that listen to you, which is considerable amount of people in my opinion, but overall, we're just a drop in the bucket. And when we mention your name to somebody and say, why are you spending 2400 bucks on eight tires? They go, because they're cheap. <laughs> we know that, you know. Right. I, it's just, anyway, it, it, there's too many people. There's too many services. There's too many, there's too many trucks doing too many different things. And I understand, again, we're going to go back to the same thing I, 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 I said to you when you said you got back on Facebook. You just like a good argument. So, it's just insanity all over again with the ELDs. You know, the the, the term for insanity is, is uh, doing the same things over and over again, expecting something different to happen. This is all the same stuff. It's just, a, you know, instead of somebody calling and screaming at you about automated trucks or <laughs> autonomous cars or something, they get to scream, it, scream about you and tell you that you own all the ELD companies. Right. Or whatever. But it's just, right. it's just a different argument, same thing. So it's just there's too many people. There's There's – too many safety issues involved in all this. If you choose to get ELDs, great. If they work for you, great. I, again, it's it's you know per, it comes down to personal. If you own if you're own, if you're an owner operator, I don't want to do them. I want to sleep when I want to. I know when I'm safe. And um, well, yeah, you know I, I've I, I've said many times this is too complicated of an issue. For anybody, anytime soon, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to prove that ELDs were either safer or less safe. They could easily be one or the other. There, there's nothing that says ELDs are going to make everybody safer. There are lots of people that argue. Well, if you ask Tracy, Go ahead. If you ask Tracy Morgan, he'll, if you ask Tracy Morgan, he'll disagree with you. Now, I, I, I'm sure lots of people disagree with me, they, but if you're, if you're honest about this, if you're honest, nobody knows whether these will improve safety or not. Nobody knows. It could go either no, way. I, was, I know. You're, I know. Right, I was talking about <laughs> yeah. the guy that got hit no, by the No, yeah, exactly. Anyways, I, I get it. Hey, got to cut you loose. Good stuff, as always. It gives me something to talk about, if nothing else. Not that I need things to talk about. 
I usually don't have a problem with that. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. today's driver we are refusing to invest in our infrastructure autonomous vehicles pay for the bill for infrastructure i'm mary mckenna i'm terry scruton i'm mark reddick and this is landline now on the road dog weekdays at 7 p.m eastern series xm 149 truck sales has just purchased a large package of well-maintained 2013 freightliner cascadia xt mid-roof sleepers while supplies last make a down payment of five thousand dollars or more and arrow will add a twenty five hundred dollar bonus to your down payment the 2013 freightliner cascadia xt has a huge payload capacity and excellent fuel economy to maximize your profitability all the trucks from this reputable fleet come with detroit power six aluminum wheels and virgin drive tires all trucks in this package come with a ParkSmart HVAC system and Wabco tire pressure monitoring. Prices start as low as $40,950 with mileage from the low $400,000 to the upper $500,000. To find your nearest Aero location, call 800-250-2776. That's 800-250-2776. Or find us at aerotruck.com. Aero Truck Sales. Going strong for over 65 years. Patrick Gamble is a trucking legend. He goes by the CB handle Swamp Fox and hauls cargo on the open road with his trusty dog diesel. Patrick protects what he's built with affordable coverage from Progressive Commercial, where he gets flexible payments with big-time discounts and savings, which he spends on diesel, the dog, and the fuel, but mostly the dog. Find out what makes Progressive the number one insurer of trucking legends across America. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, number one truck insurer from SNL Financial's 2014 National Written Premium Data. This is Jimmy. This is a tiny demon. Jimmy is about to gaze into the eyes of this tiny demon, thereby becoming its minion. Jimmy shouldn't become a minion of this tiny demon. And you shouldn't manage your own tolls. Turn to Best Pass, the commercial toll management experts. Don't pull a Jimmy. Get Best Pass and save tons of time and money on tolls. Learn more at GetBestPass.com. I'm Todd Bork. The Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. If you're traveling anywhere in the mid-Atlantic states, Ohio, Tennessee Valley, down in the southeast, be prepared for some shower storms and some gusty conditions due to the remnants of Hurricane Nate. Take a look at the east-west interstate. Still some scattered showers and a rumble of thunder along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered shower and storms in South Carolina and Georgia, tapering off in Alabama. I-40, widespread shower and storms North Carolina and Tennessee. I-64, the showers and storms in Virginia, West Virginia, and Kentucky. We have I-70 and I-80. Some scattered showers and rumble of thunder, and that does extend all the way in parts of Pennsylvania and parts of Ohio as well. Uh, just be aware of that ride. Also dealing with a few scattered showers in parts of New Jersey, so that does encompass I-80, I-76, and I-70, I-90. Straight shower storm cannot be ruled out from Massachusetts into New York State. We also have some flakes of snow along I-90 from South Dakota 
parts of Wyoming and Montana. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Choice now on Road Dog Series 126 and on the Series Smart Smart. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls, see what's on your mind today. We're off to Phoenix. Bentley, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? Good. What's on your mind today? Fires up in your neck of the woods. Yeah, we're. uh, Go ahead. A couple health questions to start off with. Um, I've been trying to follow your diet. Eh, I slip, I keep going, I do, I do good and I do bad. Um, the beef sticks, I find them great, like the monkey brittle. Yeah. Can't get enough of the stuff. Right. I noticed on the Paleo Valley site, they also have other products. I just, what do you think of their other stuff that they have on their personal site? You know, I like their products. We've tried to get a couple more of them in our store, and we'll continue to try. And they're a very, very small company. It's a husband and wife. They've done an excellent job. Um, the problem is because they're so small, and when they bring out a new product, they have to run it in such small batches, they don't have enough margin to be able to sell it to us wholesale. That's the only reason we haven't picked up some of their other products. I like their Super Greens. I like their Organ Complex. I actually use a couple of their other products. And, you know, they, they have we, we're, we talk to them all the time. And, and as soon as they have enough margin, as soon as they can grow a product enough that they can run, you know, bigger runs and create some margin for themselves, then we can buy it wholesale and make it available in our store. And we charge all the same prices they do. We just like to make it convenient for our users. They don't have to go to four different stores to find the things that they want. But so far, virtually every product of theirs I've tried, I've been happy with. On another note, with with your keto diet and everything else, how is it that you never slip, or I've never heard you say you ever slip or go off it for any reason ever uh, you know honestly i'm i'm at coming up on three years and i I'm, I'm not all that disciplined in a lot of facets of life um but for some reason this has been really really easy for me to stay disciplined on i i, I will tell you the only cheat um and it's not a big deal is i will occasionally and i maybe once a month if that I will eat white rice or white rice noodles. I won't eat any kind of wheat noodle or anything like that. But white rice pretty, uh, pretty problem-free, and I make sure it'll fit into my carb count for that day. And, and occasionally I'll go up to 100 grams of carbs. But, but I do not eat anything artificial anymore. I very seldom eat anything that comes out of a package or a can. You know, I have an advantage. I am at home. I work at home. My studio is here. I love to cook. So it's a little easier for me than than most people because I do love to cook, and I don't mind making things from scratch, and it's kind of how I relax. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've been very, very disciplined on this because the results for me were so amazing. 
you know, as soon as I started eating this way, I felt so much better. So many things improved that I have no desire to ever go back to eating that food again. Okay. The last thing I was going to come, and this is on a different subject. It was more on the trucking side. You know, and I'm going back to my memory here. They, They had all the trucking bureaus had tariffs, and the biggest one was the National Motor Freight Classification that they used to classify all their goods and their classes of them. And the first probably 100 pages had general rules in. Now, one of the rules was about detention time, about an hour for a stop, this and that and the other. If the companies would just apply them with all the shippers and consignees, well, well, let them get away with it. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Cause, hold on. Cause I, be hold on. I need to clarify something. I believe, I, I don't remember the exact pages you're talking about, but I believe you're talking about prior to deregulation. Uh, just about the time when it happened. Well, the, 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 the document you're talking about that sets freight rates, the, the master list that sets freight rates, that, that was when we had regulated rates. That You did not get to set your own price back then for freight. The government told you what had to be charged to move no, freight. No, I'm not talking about that part. The National Motor Freight Classification said, like, steel was class 50 or whatever. Oh, no, yeah, okay. The, the that, other part. that was originally part but of they the— They also had this thing about the detention time in the front of it that was just a general set of rules. Well, and so— Even after that, I remember working for a couple companies that had it in their own rate that, that they had produced once deregulation occurred. As well. well, but they didn't apply them to certain companies just because they wanted the freight. Well, let me ask you: um, Do you want the the shippers and receivers regulated that they are forced to pay those detention times? If they give me a, the time to be there to do a pickup, yeah, because they told me I want. So you want to be. What, going to a doctor? Uh, you miss their appointment time? Cost you 50 bucks, whether, you, so, whether it's your fault or theirs. So would you also be willing that, hold on, would you also be willing that if you are late, no matter what the reason, you get penalized? Yeah. If you're on time and they hold you up, you want them to be penalized, and, and this is, needs to be a government regulation because without a regulation, you can't enforce it. It's just a suggestion. Right. So you want a regulation that says if I have an appointment time at 9 o'clock and I show up on time and they hold me for three or four or five hours, they are forced to pay me, and you're also willing that if you are – now here's the argument they can make. If you are 10 minutes late, you could have screwed up their entire schedule. Because they have their docks, and you're 10 minutes late, so they have to let another truck into that dock to keep things moving. And now you, you, we just got to fit you in the schedule somewhere, and you're okay that you will also be mandatory that you have to pay that penalty because you were late. I, I, th- I think it's one of those things where if it's a continuous problem, it's like you work for a company. If you're but, always late every day, eventually the boss well, says, you know, we don't need you anymore. So so why not this? It, hold, hold on. Hold on, because I, I, I want to stay on this point. I understand where you're going with that, if it's a problem. 
well, if it's a problem, let's think about how hard this is going to be to try to enforce through the government. Seriously. Look at all the paperwork no, this I'm would. Not the, no, let the carrier enforce it. Well, what if the carrier decides not to enforce it? The carrier is a private business. The only way to force a private business to do something is through a regulation. Now, if the carrier chooses to enforce it, I'm all for that. that. That's freedom of a private business to do what they think will make their business better. But, you know, what, what is wrong with all of us as individuals saying, I've been to this company three times, and all three times they, they held me up, they won't pay detention, and they just don't care. Well, why not just stop going back there? Why don't we make those decisions individually? I agree with what you're saying, but the brokers that work for the bigger carriers, they get stuck with those things, those particular customers. So, I don't d- know why they so, so don't work for those brokers then. It's still the same thing. As individuals, why don't we stand up to what is – and people will say, but if I do, then I don't have any freight today. Yeah, you're right. That's a hard decision. But when it comes down to the hard decisions, we'd rather tell the government to fix our problems for us. And that's how we get – it's no different than these groups that are fighting ELDs. They're saying we're overregulated. But all these groups keep putting out this Bill of Rights – And if you look at their Bill of Rights, they want more regulation on other industries to to solve their problem that they can't seem to solve themselves. You can't can't tell the government, stop regulating me, but I want you to regulate somebody else to solve my problem. That's how we got into this mess, because we won't take individual responsibility. We won't say... I'm not going to pull for that broker anymore because I don't like the way he does business. I'm not going to go to this shipper or receiver anymore because I don't like the way they do business. We don't have the pair to stand up to that. We just want the government to fix it instead. True. One last thing. I just remembered this. You know, now that we had Hurricane Irma and uh, Harvey and now Nate, it was interesting that the government got rid of the hours of service for all the freight that was going into this area, those areas, just to help them. I, well, I, I, I agree. To that. Amount of time. I agree. That's really ironic. Either the hours of service keep us safe or they don't. But if they're, if they're that important to keep us safe, then how do you keep giving exemptions? I, I, I think that's a problem as well. Stick around. We'll be right back with more stuff. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
35-pound trophy. The Pittsburgh are the Stanley Cup champions. Follow the quest for the cup on Sirius XM with live play-by-play all season long. Hear your hometown call with the Sirius XM app and talk hockey with our experts on NHL Network Radio, Channel 91. I'm a trader, so I spend hours and hours every day sitting in my chair staring at my computer. And the reality is, by the end of the day, I'm pretty much shot. I mean, my back is killing me, my energy is gone, it's hard for me to concentrate. But then I got this X chair, and the difference has been nothing short of amazing. At the end of the day now, instead of feeling, you know, spent, I've got energy, I can still be concentrating. I mean, seriously, I look forward to coming into my office now thanks to my X chair. The X chair is really, really cool to look at, and everybody in my office wants one. They all want to trade in their old chairs for this. I never thought a chair would have made that kind of a difference in terms of just how you feel, but now that I've used the X-Chair, honest to goodness, I will never go back. With 21st Century Design, the X-Chair is now available for an incredible $100 off. Order today using the code NEWS to receive a free footrest. That's $100 off plus a free footrest. Just use code NEWS at checkout. Feel better and get more done. Go to orderxchair.com now. That's order, the letter X, chair.com. Or call us toll-free at 844-4X-Chair. Orderxchair.com now. Or call 844-4X-Chair. Paid endorsement. Hey guys, Ken here. After authoring many books and hundreds of podcasts on how to generate revenue today, I boiled it down to three principles. First, you don't know what you don't know, get educated. Second, if you need to make more money, get out of your own way. And third and most important, don't get good, get done. For months now, I've been sharing how for decades my friends at Income Store have been helping people generate revenue today. Income Store hits all three of my main points. They educate, They lead the way, and they get things done. For 25 years, people and companies have turned to Income Store to help them generate more revenue. If you're a detailed person and you'd like to hear many of the techniques they use, check out my podcast. My podcast is Today's Growth. 80% of my case studies reference their work. If you're ready to get things done and ready to generate revenue that doesn't solely depend on you, check out IncomeStore.com. That's IncomeStore.com. Home isn't just a place, it's a feeling. Whether you're at home, your business, or online, ADT helps keep you safe. With security systems, home automation, alarms, and surveillance. So you can feel at home, wherever you are. Go to ADT.com to get that feeling. ADT, home, safe home. Land line now, weekday, 7 p.m. East. We report on pretty much everything trucking. We are very balanced, accurate, specifically for the driver. Land line now. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to Greensboro. Tim, welcome to the program. Hello, sir. How are you today? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, I talked to you about a month and a half ago. On a, I was on my way back up to Tennessee to pick up my truck because I blowed a piston. Um, and you were on there with uh, Bruce and them from Pittsburgh Power that day. We talked about what happened. I had the engine, it's an N14, 2001 N14. I had the engine complete overhaul done on it. I had Christmas 
time of 2015. And then last Christmas, I had new cam bearings put in. And then in uh, August, for no apparent reason, oil pressure was the same as I had been, and water temperature was fine. I just had some piston rings lock up and just chewed up the number six cylinder wall real bad. And the, uh, the little plastic boilers in there were fine. That didn't. That wasn't what caused it. I, I have no idea what caused the problem. But my question today is, what is normal oil pressure for an N14 engine? You know, I've had I, I get this question a lot, and I, I I don't even like to put a number on it because what I've seen is it, a certain engine can have a pretty good size range. What we look for, though, uh-huh. is it consistent? So rather than try to put a hard number on it and say any time it's lower than this, there's a problem, that that wouldn't be very accurate. But if we have an engine that consistently runs 40 pounds of oil pressure and all of a sudden it's consistently running 25 pounds of oil pressure, that's a problem. That's an indication we need to go figure out why. But I've seen, you know, the same model, same year, same mileage roughly, where one engine's producing 45 pounds and one's producing 30, and they're both healthy and running just fine. Okay, because I, um, this past weekend, I went ahead and changed my oil pump because it seems to me like the oil pressure is too low on this engine. I mean, it, it runs at 30 going down the road and about 15 at idle. And when I first got a rebuild, it was running about 20 at idle and about 40. Right, right under 40 going down the road. Okay. So it seemed like it dropped some, and it, it didn't didn't go back up any after I had that number five so, six piston replaced. It didn't go back up any at all, and you know I just I don't want to I don't want to burn up another piston. Now, and it could be worse. I mean, so yeah, it's something to be concerned about. Are you doing oil samples? Uh, yeah, I haven't done one um, in the last couple months. Now, I just got the oil change last week for the first time after that engine work was done. So the next oil change, I'm going to do a sample on it and send it to you. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, a, a drop in oil pressure can be a bearing issue, and we can catch that early in an oil sample. Bearings, When bearings start to go, it's really easy to see it in an oil sample. We can spot it virtually every time. So I, I, an oil sample right. would really help a lot. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I get, I'm not, I'm probably not even going to run this oil, maybe maybe eight or 9,000 miles this time and change it and do a sample because I'm so nervous about what's going on, you know, because like I said, it, it's running eight pounds lower right now with a brand new oil pump and that work on the engine than what it did six months ago. And yeah. So, it, know, I got a bad feeling there's, there's something wrong. And the water temperature is running hotter than it used to. It used to run right around 185, 190 all the time, unless you were in a hard pull. Now it's staying up about 195 to 200 all the time. Yeah, some, something is going on with this engine. I, I would do an oil sample pretty quick, and I, I'd keep an eye on this thing. Something is going on. The oil sample um, will give us some clue on where to start looking. So that it, it's a really inexpensive way to troubleshoot and get a good direction on where we should start looking with this engine. Let's uh, let's go to Georgia. Scott, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind today? Um, I've got a 60 Series Detroit. I've talked to you on and off about it, but let me tell you what's going on. I had the motor rebuilt about 45,000 miles ago. And when I pulled it out of the Detroit, uh, and let me back up. I've got 1,885,000. I talked to you and Bruce, and everybody kind of said, hey, you probably ought to do an out-of-frame. But I got a couple of kids in college, and, you know, after doing the all of the analysis, I thought, well, I'll go ahead and do another in-frame until my kids get out of college, then do an out-of-frame. Okay. Um, I had about a million, too, on that rebuild um and they did have to cut the cylinder five and six once before because i had a head gasket go bad all right all of that being said my oil consumption was pretty high and i had some leaks that were starting to develop and so i just decided to go ahead and do a the detroit step up too which is you know the bearings the um liners rings and a head okay and so i picked the truck up and drove it home bobtailing about 40 miles, and it had pushed antifreeze out of my overflow tank, out of my cap. That's not a good sign. I called him and told him, right, I called him and told him, I said, look, it's not supposed to do that. There's something wrong. Well, we checked it, and I said, okay, whatever. I said, I'll drive it. I said, everything else seems to be okay. Anyway, long story short, I have now got this big, thick, foamy substance inside my overflow tank. You can actually scoop it out, and if you rub it in between your fingers, it'll turn your fingers a little bit black. So uh, I'm thinking it's getting oil into the um, coolant system. It could be. What It, the, it could also what? be getting fuel into the coolant system. Um, I have seen okay, right, okay, and and the Series sixty is known for problems with the injector cups, and the injector cups is what will cause fuel to get into the combustion chamber. So if the cup gets a hole in it, um, we're pushing fuel into the the jacket, and it ends up in the cooling system, and it pressurizes the cooling system as well. The same could happen with a head gasket which pushes oil in and pressure. It could be one or the other, but I have seen remanufactured heads where they never changed the injector cups. And so Yeah, well see, that's what I got. That's what I got was a reman instead of a new one. Yeah, well, and that's and, uh, what we almost always get and I've just seen some times where they don't replace the injector cups on those. And so the first thing we want to do is identify for sure what the problem is. Is this oil or is it fuel? Because we're going to go, you know, it's going to be two very different things we're going to do to solve it. The, the, the first thing I would do um, very, very quickly, I would start documenting this with that shop that built it. That When somebody tells me, oh, don't worry about it, just go drive it. I want it in writing. All right. I want it in writing because right. you you know there's something wrong with this. This is not right. Oh yeah. And if if you blow it up and then they're going to say, well, well, you shouldn't have driven it, and and they're you're going to say, well, you're somebody in your shop told me not that it was okay. If it's not documented, right. it didn't happen. 
So I would get clear documentation from them, and you also need to give them the shot to fix this. This is their problem. Give them the shot to fix it. Um, As long as they're cooperating and not charging you over and over and over. Um, So I I would also do an oil sample. Right. Oh, I've done one already, but I need to do another one. Should I go ahead and do a coolant sample at the same time? Can't hurt. I mean, it, it, you know, you're going to spend a little more money, but they'll tell us exactly what's right. going on in the coolant then. Right. So so you say that if, if an injector cup is bad, that it will also allow it to build pressure in yep. the cooling system? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Because it's already pushed out. It's already pushed out three gallons. Yeah, because I've taken pictures and I emailed them this past week, pictures of the stuff that I scooped out and I'm supposed to be taking it back next Thursday. But, you know, this is getting kind of ridiculous, man. I'm losing, you know, if I keep going losing revenue. Right. And I'll be I'll be at the same point to where if I would have just went ahead and taken it to Bruce and done the out of frame. Yeah. With the same amount of money, you know, in essence, you know, that's what I hate. But anyway. Yeah, so again, I I hate when people are in this position, but you've got to be, you know, right on top of this. You've got to document everything. You've got to get it in writing. Um, You've got to push hard to get them to make this right because clearly something went wrong in this in-frame. We either got a a lousy remand head or, again, they didn't prep the block right. Now we've got a blown head gasket that quick. It can happen. Uh, But stay on top of it. Let's go to, you know what, we're going to go to a break. Lucky for me, I looked at the clock before I grabbed another phone line. I don't always do that, but there's the music. Second hour of the program is down and in the books. We've got one more coming. It's always a little easier to get through on that final hour, so if you want to start dialing, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We'll get to you here in the next hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. self-discovery journey and again at 8 p.m to 11 p.m because it is a gift to the world exclusively on road dog trucking radio and on the sirius xm app this is jimmy this is a tiny demon jimmy is about to gaze into the eyes of this tiny demon thereby becoming its minion jimmy shouldn't become a minion of this tiny demon and you shouldn't manage your own tolls Turn to Best Pass, the commercial toll management experts. Don't pull a Jimmy. Get Best Pass and save tons of time and money on tolls. Learn more at getbestpass.com. 
Hi, I'm Dan Workman from Landstar Heavy Specialized. Landstar is the nation's premier platform carrier, and we're looking for quality owner-operators who are interested in flat, step, and heavy specialized freight. You'll have a lot of advantages at Landstar, like unmatched access to freight and big savings on straps, binders, chains, fuel, tires, and more. Find out why more owner-operators choose Landstar. Call us at 800-435-4010 or visit us at leasetolandstar.com. Drew Horton is a trucking legend. He goes by the CB handle Rusty Nail and hauls 80,000 pounds of responsibility. Drew won't let road gators mess with his mojo because he's protected by Progressive Commercial where he can get rental coverage to keep him on the road if he has a claim. Yes, trucking is in his blood, along with shoe fly pie and turkey jerky. Find out what makes Progressive the number one insurer of trucking legends across America. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates number one truck insurer from SNL Financial's 2014 National Written Premium Data. Punk pioneer and rock and roll icon. Hi, this is Billy Idol. Listen to my show, Billy Idol's live transmission on First Wave. Billy digs deep into his memories of the 80s and his personal music collection, introducing you to punk and new wave songs you may have missed back in the day. Billy Idol's live transmission every other Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Exclusively on First Wave, Sirius XM 33. I'm Todd Bork, the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. Widespread showers and some thunderstorms all do the remnants of Hurricane Nate extending from basically New England all the way down to the southeast. So we have some wet weather there especially in the parts of the Ohio and Tennessee Valley as well. North-South Interstate, starting east, we have some scattered shower storms in parts of New England, but it does pick up more widespread, and the intensity picks up as well as you work your way from Pennsylvania all the way down through the Carolinas and Florida. I-81, some scattered showers rumble of thunder, Pennsylvania down through Virginia into Tennessee. I-79, some scattered showers rumble of thunder, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. I-77, just widespread rains, showers and storms from Ohio all the way down into the Carolinas. I-75, same type of thing, widespread showers and a rumble of thunder from Ohio all the way down through Georgia and Florida. I-65, some scattered showers and rumble of thunder from parts of Indiana, Kentucky, and tapering off in Tennessee and Alabama. I-15, a flake of snow or two in Montana and Idaho. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Twice Now on Road Dog Series 7146. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the third and final hour of the program. Still time to get through 8888 Road Dog. If you want to join us, we're going to get right back to some phone calls. Let's head off to Illinois. Paul, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Kevin, and welcome to my world. Carl, the phrase from Bruce Williams there. That's right. That's... uh, uh, a lot of people probably I, I don't really realize like it. it. That that's my my uh, small tribute to Bruce Williams. He was the one that kind of motivated Absolutely. me to do what I do today. Well, the one thing I like uh, that you do and he did was uh, it's common sense and uh, get rid of all the riffraff and uh, like you were pointing out, who do you uh, who do you riot to or complain to or, or protest against? It, it gets to the problem, but. Uh, I did want to say that uh, I'm a carrier and uh, I have 20 trucks, but 
We just went to ELDs about two months ago. We're still running, uh, on average, the same amount of miles as we did before, but we are a flatbed division going coast to coast, and we do not govern our trucks at this point and because uh, the fuel costs are not that bad with our rates that we have. Right. But I haven't had any issues. The only thing it is, and all my drivers have said the same, is we have to drive tired and off strap during heavy traffic, and those are two of our biggest complaints now. Yeah, and, and I, I, and, I completely uh, agree with that, but I, I'm sure, you know, you get this, you understand the situation. That's an hours of service complaint, not an ELD complaint. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, as far as I have one driver that he needs his full 10-hour stop and needs a 10-hour break, you know, and sometimes he has to take 12. You know, we we don't force him to do anything de- uh, unsafe. But, right. But uh, uh, me, I, since I was nine years old, I've only slept five hours a night. And after that, you know, I'm sitting there anxious, and it makes <laughs> me more tired sitting doing squat. You that- know, I'm a type A personality, you know. There is a great example. There's a great example of why. And I'm even the one saying, look, maybe as an industry, we get, you know, a coalition together from the different segments. We try to write our own hours of service rules. We take it to the government instead of letting them continue to tell us how it's going to work. But honestly, you just put out a great example of why. There's never going to be a perfect hours of service that'll work for everybody. We're not machines. We're humans, and we're very different. Well, when technology gets to the place where we can wear a watch band or something that will detect when we're tired and we'll, we'll force our hours of service to give you a 30-minute window or whatever, until that time happens, no, there's no way to do it. Hey, you know, you might uh, not be that far off, though. I mean, that that's not out of the question we have some pretty amazing sure. um, medical devices that are starting to hit the market today i i test a bunch of them on the health side what you just said is not that far out of the question technology may replace the hours of service even absolutely well the next um, my my main purpose of calling uh, other than the fact that i do appreciate all you've done for our industry and bringing common sense to the, the industry uh, I bought, uh, uh, went and bit the bullet and started buying new 2017. This when I started last year, uh, new trucks for us. Uh, we we have to uh, weigh out. Uh, we see a cost of a truck is literally the depreciative value over the three-year term or the four-year term that we're going to have the truck, and also maintenance costs, the downtime cost, and if you could quantify your. Uh, uh, loss uh, uh, of customer dissatisfaction when you're down or employee, you know, uh, morale when you're down. Uh, I don't know that you can quantify that. And we found having the new trucks uh, it was way more cost effective. Yeah. And, uh, yep. But we have the DD15, DD12 with predictive cruise. Now, the way we set them up, because we, we do run speed limits plus eight, uh, so we're running 80 mile an hour in the Midwest, but um, like at uh, 70 mile an hour, I've got I'm right at 1300 RPMs. Okay. And uh, 12 gear. And but is there anything we could do other than uh, 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 like as far as Pittsburgh power to tune them up to get a little better performance? And uh, we're averaging about 6.7 with flatbed, and we're always grossed out. 
Wow. Well, first off, congratulations on a bunch of things. You know, here you are, a 20-truck successful carrier, um, already moving ahead of time to the ELDs to kind of get ahead of it, which is a great idea. But it, it, you're running a business by the numbers. It, it's so refreshing. I mean, you've got the numbers locked down, down to the point of, you know, would this negatively impact a customer? And if so, we need to account for that. I, I, I absolutely love that. So congratulations. It, and it's it's not an accident that you it, are a 20-truck carrier that's successful. It's because you did all those things right. No, sir, it's because I listen to you. Well, no, because you did the work. I, you know, lots of people listen to me and aren't aren't nearly as successful. Well, I cut my teeth listening to you on the midnight hour uh, well, before you were on the weekends a long time ago. Well, thank you for that. So the DD-15, the answer is yes. That engine responds very, very well to a couple things that Pittsburgh Power has developed exclusively. They have an awesome tune for that engine that you you will absolutely love. And the new Dorothy. Hey, have you heard us talk about that at all? No, sir. I, I have not uh, so, had the opportunity to hear it. So this may, may become one of the most significant add-ons to these engines ever. I mean, the manufacturers are actually looking at this. So, John, over there at Pittsburgh Power, we all realized that with the EGR engine, soot was a big problem. We're bringing a lot of soot back into that engine, and it it is the base cause of many of the maintenance fuel mileage problems is the buildup of soot. So, John developed, it's basically kind of a spinner almost. I mean, it it, it uses a, a, a... Airflow, so this device brings the the intake with all the soot in it, and because of the way the air is flowing through this device, the soot drops out into a trap. Wow. So, and and the biggest shock, John was doing it to to for maintenance reasons because he saw all the soot clogging up the sensors, causing all the problems that nobody could seem to figure out how to fix. So we did this to get the soot out for maintenance. The first DD-15 they put it on, the truck, and this was a truck that we track fuel mileage on our, our system. I know the, the driver. He calls all the time. The fuel, and this truck was already getting significant fuel economy, over eight. It jumped up eight-tenths of a mile per gallon. And we all stood around saying, oh, no, that's got to be a fluke. Something else changed because this doesn't make sense. Why would just getting the soot out of there increase fuel economy so much? We, it was a, a, a an outcome we didn't see coming. Well, it turns out we've done enough trucks now, different engines, you know, the DD series, the new Cummins, that the soot in the intake is affecting the fuel economy. When it's in that, when we have that much soot being reintroduced back into the combustion chamber, it's changing everything about the combustion, and that's logical. That's why it's there. I mean, that's why we brought the exhaust gas back in was to affect the combustion. So, 
not only is this thing keeping the engine incredibly clean, the, we're, we can see it in oil samples, fuel economy has gone up, and maintenance costs should go way down. When you see how much soot this thing gathers in just 10,000 miles, it's incredible. Wow. Well, this, this, this motor on the oil side has a um, uh, centrifugal filter and several other, other filters, but I've been doing oil samples. And at 50,000 miles, we, we went as high as 50,000 miles and just started seeing any soot show up in the oil. Yeah, and it, it's a very clean-burning engine, but we know I that the— my mind. Yeah, and part of that, you also don't get oil consumption, do you? None. See, that's I the— mean, that, in 50,000 50, miles, we don't even use a liter. Exactly, right. So that's, I mean, anybody who's been around diesel engines knows diesel engines burn oil. They always have. I mean, we, we think that's nothing. Right. That's common. That's just what they did until the DD-15. Well, we used to put a gallon in every 10,000 miles. Exactly. And, and that was normal, still is on the older engines. That That's nothing. But on the DD-15, right. when people started calling me saying, I'm at 30,000 miles. I haven't put a gallon in. I thought, oh, come on now. But it, absolutely, they changed the ring design completely. So we don't get oil consumption. That also means that that soot that is in the combustion chamber is also not getting past the rings to get down to contaminate the oil. So we have to look sure. at those oil samples a little different. They are very clean burning. But the soot is still in the combustion chamber. The Dorothy gets it out before it gets there. And it keeps it away from all the sensors and all the other uh, issues we're seeing. Uh, Paul, I'm going to come back to you right after the break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Tom Gurdjian here, chairman of Hirschbach Motor Lines, with exciting news. In addition to a mileage pay increase, we improved our industry-leading fuel program. Lease operators pay only 69 cents per gallon guaranteed for a limited time if you sign on now. Hirschbach has over-the-road and dedicated fleet openings for operators and drivers. Call 888-261-1351 or log on to joinhml.com. That's Hirschbach Motor Lines, 888-261-1351. Me home insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My air conditioner broke down. Sorry, but your home insurance doesn't cover air conditioner breakdowns. So what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my air conditioner? I'm afraid not. But his air conditioner could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield. We cover major components of air conditioners, plus 20 other home systems and appliances, like electrical systems, plumbing, refrigerators, and more. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. Homeowners insurance can cover what might happen. Zombies are coming! 
But a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Be sure with the shield. American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. That's 1-800-700-4350. 1-800-700-4350. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Our favorite color, chrome. Road Dog Trucking Radio, Sirius XM 146. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to go back to Paul in Illinois. So, um, Paul, to, to get back to your question, that engine responds really well to their tuning in that door. That you're going to get power, throttle response, uh, fuel economy gets way better. So, it, it's an amazing engine the way it sits, and it can be even better. Oh, perfect. Well, I really appreciate it. I, I did want to say about the ELD, as far as our cost goes, uh, uh, cost and benefit, is it cost us $200 per truck for the uh, per year, and it included the equipment, everything but the screen, and we had to buy a, a little tablet that we paid 100 and some bucks a piece per truck. So when you uh, – the, the tablet's ours, everything else is leased, the equipment. But the advantage to us, we can track our trucks within 10 feet of where they're at at all times and real time. So it, it's been a real benefit, you know. And, uh, and you know, it, it, you know, I know a lot of small carriers don't feel the pain of it, but as you grow, logbook auditing can become a major pain in the ass, you know, for absolutely. Tr- trying to keep up on drivers and make sure you catch the mistakes before you get audited by somebody else. And, you know, there's a cost savings on the fleet side from there. You know, if if I try to say something like that on the air, the response is always, well, yeah, you're just big fleet. No, I'm not talking to somebody with a big fleet. I'm talking to a guy who started very small and built a company. And this affects everybody with employee drivers. So, you know, it, it, it. it, it isn't just about the big fleets. Everybody wants to point to them. They move only about 10 to 15% of the freight in this country. It's guys like you that move all the well, freight. We had, well, we had three drivers that were just East Coast drivers because uh, we're out of Tennessee. 
and they wanted to be home every weekend. When we went to ELD, they realized real quick that ELD isn't going to work. We had to revamp their operation to go coast to coast. Most of our loads are 2,000 miles or more. It's that loading time and that traffic time. If you can get in the northwest and run, uh, you can make big money. The drivers make money. We make money as a carrier. Our, our, our uh, last year, our uh, uh, per mile all in uh, deadhead and all was about two dollars and forty three cents a mile. And you know, it's everybody's winning here. Yeah. Well, you took the initiative to solve your own problems. You're not saying, "Oh, look, this was all you know." rainbows and unicorns this was a problem we had to change our operation but you you took that initiative you did it you did it ahead of the curve and it's working that I, i'm all about results i mean we we can fight and argue all day yeah. and you know but but what it comes down to is the results and i just find that no matter what the problem is take the problem into your own hands make it your own problem because then you can solve it but as long as we make this the government's problem, the broker's problem, the big fleet's problem, then we can't change anything. Well, one of those guys that uh, went from East Coast to running coast to coast, I'll probably lose him because he's, he's, he doesn't care for the long run. But the other two have told me it's less stress, less traffic. Don't yeah. have to go into New York City as often, you know, and yep. not having to – lose money the day you're loading and unload sure it only takes two hours to load and then when you get there as long as it's daylight we're getting loaded and you never have to wait on a load that's true but when you're running 300 and 400 mile runs it's just you're not making that much money right but that's what they wanted so that's what we did and uh but you know the two guys that really like now going coast to coast and running up to montana and north dakota south dakota and you know they're loving it. No traffic. They said, right. they said hey, so I think I can tie the steering wheel down and go in the back and make a sandwich and come back and not hit nothing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, 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 the deal is, is, yeah, we might lose somebody because of the ELD, but now we know who we have to hire and what kind of person we have to hire. So we've evolved for the situation. And, yeah, we agree hours of service is a problem, but I don't think there's a fix, like I said, until we get the uh, uh, some electronic thing that could detect when you're actually fatigued. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Hey, Paul, congratulations. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, it's guys like you, the 15, 20, 25 truck fleets that really move the freight. Um, sounds like you've got an awesome operation there. Let's go to... Texas, sunny Texas. Paul, welcome. Howdy. Um, I ended up, I took most of the week off, but I wasn't protesting the ELD, but didn't even realize, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, I don't really care. Um, a lot of people complain about the ELD because of the cost of it. Well, if... It was absolutely free to get it and absolutely free to run it. Would those same people still not want it? Or would they say, <laughs> I'll have it because it's free? <laughs> very, very good point. A lot, of people like, a lot of people like to get free stuff, but they don't want to pay for stuff. Well, you know, that's a good so. point. This is one of those examples where if you some of these people, if you paid them to use it, they would still complain. And if that's the case... 
I understand. Then stop complaining about the price because that's the that's the biggest non-issue in this whole thing. Yeah. If you're a company driver complaining about it, well, the price doesn't matter to you. You're not paying it. If you're an owner-operator no, yeah. and, and you're complaining about a couple hundred dollars a year, which doesn't even equate to – yeah, yeah. yeah, it's less than 1% – Less than probably one-tenth of one percent of your annual revenue. Come on. That's just a non-issue. Yep. So while I, while I was at home, I started doing a little bit of research for what may be my next truck. Well, I did, I did find one Freightliner dealer that's building Argosies with 12-7 um, Detroits in them. That sounds like well, that a might be an option as well. That sounds like an awesome truck for your operation. I, I think you know, I have a soft spot for cab overs. I, I just really liked cab overs. My second truck was a cab over. And even though it was probably one of the worst trucks ever produced, it was a nineteen eighty four GMC uh, Astro. It was like driving a goldfish bull, there was so much glass. Um but I just I liked. GMC got a mechanic coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I just liked cab yeah. overs. I had a couple international cab so. overs that I really liked for a while. Um, so, yeah. do you, you know this is uh, because I'm tired of uh, just yelling and screaming about controversy. We'll just go into one of those little uh, less than known facts about the industry. Do you know why the cab over disappeared in the United States? Oh, too many people injured themselves falling out of it, probably. That is exactly correct. It was a workers' comp issue. It had nothing to do with yeah. anything else except workers' comp. Our our workers' comp system is so screwed up and so corrupt and run so poorly that carriers with cab overs could not afford all the workers' comp claims. That's why the Argosy, the last-ditch effort to try— to try to save the cab over has those swing out stairs. You open the door and the little staircase comes out. They were trying to save the yeah. cab over and it was too little too late. Yeah. So, I, but the the company I'm leased to, a lot of their lease trucks, or quite a few of their lease trucks, have the 13 liter Detroit in them. Yeah. Uh, the DD13. So I called the maintenance guy and I said, which one of your lease purchase guys would have good fuel records? with the running the Detroit and he says none of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, there's no point in calling any of them then because I thought, well, I'll talk to somebody that's running one, see what sort of fuel economy they get. Right. And he he told me he said none of them will have numbers they won't know. Yeah. Be able to tell you they they it, run 700 miles and they put 180 gallons in or something stupid. It, so, is yeah. it, isn't that sad? I mean, it, it just you know, here the last caller, 20 trucks, very successful, knows his numbers inside and out. That's why he has 20 trucks and he's successful. The lease purchase guys who yeah. can't finish a lease and own a truck, and and I'm making a blanket statement. They're not all like this, but um, they're not trying. Even owner-operators. I mean, I could make the statement because I've been asking this question for about 25 years and less than 10% of them know their numbers. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. 
that's all I have today. That's all I need. Thanks for the call. I, you know, there's, there was uh, – I wonder if anybody else will remember this. That's, that's all I need. There was a, another talk show host. I don't mean to steal everybody's material, but uh, I always thought that was a, a good comeback. Um, and the Bruce Williams welcome to my world. That is, that is a little tribute from me to Bruce Williams because – when I first started driving at 22 years old and, and had never listened to talk radio up until that time, I fell in love with talk radio. And Bruce Williams was one of my absolute favorites. And Bruce is no longer on the air. Um, but Bruce always started his show with, Welcome to My World. I used to love hearing that when I was driving down the road. I used to pull over on the side of the road and park so that I didn't lose the signal if there was a good call on. That was long before satellite radio. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. as an owner-operator finding freight. The show is about the business of trucking. Keep the money you earn with Trucking Business and Beyond. It's more than fuel. It's more than truck payments. It's more than maintenance. It's more than insurance. Weeknights at 12 a.m. Pick up the phone and ask the question on Road Dog Trucking Radio. Hi, I'm Bob Seidel, a team driver advisor at Schneider. I drove teams with Schneider for 16 years, and it's my goal to help new teams enjoy it as much as I did. Schneider Van Truckload Team Drivers can surpass $70,000 per year each, totaling five to 6,000 miles a week, plus automated transmissions and electronic logs. Bring a partner or let Schneider help you find one. Team sign-on bonus of up to $10,000 per driver. Join the Schneider team at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-900-8407. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-900-8407. That's 1-800-900-8407. 1-800-900-8407. In the trucking world, reliability is everything. As America's most reliable bypass and e-tolling platform, PrePass maximizes your opportunity to save time and money. The PrePass transponder ensures you receive up to 100% connectivity without spotty cell coverage. Don't rely solely on cellular apps. Rely on the trusted platform, PrePass. We're so sure you'll love it, we're offering one free month of service to try before you buy. Call 888-559-PASS and use the promo code ROADDOG. 888-559-7277 or prepass.com slash ROADDOG. 
I'm Todd Bork for the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. If you're traveling anywhere in the mid-Atlantic states, Ohio, Tennessee Valley's down in the southeast, be prepared for some showers, storms, and some gusty conditions due to the remnants of Hurricane Nate. Take a look at the east-west interstate. Still some scattered showers and a rumble of thunder along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered showers and storms. South Carolina into Georgia, tapering off in Alabama. I-40, widespread showers and storms. North Carolina and Tennessee. I-64, the showers and storms in Virginia, West Virginia, and Kentucky. We have I-70 and I-80. Some scattered showers and rumble of thunder. That does extend all the way in parts of Pennsylvania and parts of Ohio as well. Uh, just be aware of that ride. Also dealing with a few scattered showers in parts of New Jersey. So that does encompass I-80, I-76, and I-70, I-90. Straight shower storm cannot be ruled out from Massachusetts into New York State. We also have some flakes of snow along I-90 from South Dakota, parts of Wyoming, and Montana. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Twice Now on Road Dog Series 1146 and on the Series Matt Smart. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. Still some time to get through. It's always a little easier if you try dialing in this last half hour. I'll get to as many calls as I can. Let's go to Kansas. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I got uh, hopefully what I already know the answer to. I'm familiar with mapping motorcycles and, and tuning them, dyno tuning them and things like that. So I'm assuming that tractors are the same thing i bought a 2015 peterbilt a couple of weeks ago and immediately took and had a oil sample done which showed uh a little potassium is that the antifreeze yeah uh, well is that correct? we sort of we need in order to identify um coolant in the oil we need to see both potassium and sodium once in a while we see just one of those and when we do it's almost always some contaminant we picked up in the environment. For example, in the winter time, we see sodium go way up in a lot of samples because we're using salt on the roads, and that salt can make its way okay. into the engine. Occasionally, we see potassium. So I think some you know localities use a potassium. Uh, substance on the road as well. But when we see them both go up, then we know it's coolant. I know when I when uh, uh, I know that the truck had sat for months on the uh, lot, and the only thing that was high on the sample was uh, oxidation was a little high, but the the potassium was eleven parts per million. So they said check the EGR. Well, I went and took it took and had it uh, deleted, the EGR as well as the def, and also had the horsepower cranked up. But my fuel mileage didn't change at all. I mean, absolutely not. So, so hold on. That was because the guy hold that did the. I, I, I don't want to necessarily throw anybody under the bus, but I, I would be very, very careful here. Um, it, it, and let me just give you a little history because I don't want this to sound hypocritical. Five years ago, we were talking okay. about deletes because. We were at the end of our rope. We did not know how to help these guys. The, those, the EGR engines were running horrible. The fuel economy was bad. They were constantly breaking down. We just did not know how to fix them or help anybody. 
that's when we were talking about deletes. But but we immediately, and when I say we, I you know, the shops that I work with, Pittsburgh Power and some other people that I'm in touch with, started looking for better solutions. We knew the delete thing wasn't going to last. For one, the EPA started to crack down on the shops that were doing them. So the bigger shops just, I mean, even a, a medium or small size shop had to be careful. So we haven't been recommending deletes for many, many years now. I would absolutely, uh, and I know I'm talking to everybody else now because yours is already done. I would absolutely never recommend deleting any of the emissions on, a, on these newer engines. You know, if you still had a 07, 08, and they're just running horrible, maybe. Um, but anything after 11, for sure, I would not be deleting anything. And when when there are shops that are still deleting, it makes me a little worried about what they're doing on the ECM to produce power. Because I, I posted a picture the other day of a truck that was producing a lot of power, but also grenaded a, a wrist pin and a piston because they they advanced it, instead of two degrees timing, they had fifteen degrees timing, and it does make all kinds of power. Right. But it's really, really hard on the pistons and the engine. So, I, you know, we have guys that are pouring fuel into them and changing timing, and it looks impressive. Gets all kinds of power, you know, rolls black smoke when you want to, but it's a dangerous engine to be running. Well, it's, a, it's the same thing in motorcycles. I mean, you can hack them, and then you can dyno to them and, and do a proper job. Correct. But right. my only two issues is the the – the amount of horsepower was definitely noticeable. I don't boil black smoke when I'm really on to it, and my fuel mileage didn't change. The guy only charged like 200 bucks to do the, the horsepower hack, so I'm wondering if it would make a significant difference to actually do a dyno tune to it, and could you recommend anybody? Well, the only shop that I, I really recommend for any kind of ECM tuning is Pittsburgh Power, and that is not to say that there aren't other good shops. I'm sure there are. I just don't have the time to go vet those other shops and make sure. I mean, this is an area where, you know, you do 40 tunes, 39 of them can be perfect, one of them can go south, and the one that it went south on, somebody's going to be very unhappy. And and who knows why? I mean, these are, you know, complicated machines. We don't expect 100%, you know, positive results. But I also, it's just very difficult, takes me a long time to feel comfortable enough with a shop to be able to recommend this kind of work. So the odds of me... You do do think the dyno tune would make a big difference? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That that is, in all diesel engines, in all electronics, we can make huge improvements in the ECM if you know what you're doing and you do it correctly. And the best way to know how to do it correctly is to have a dyno right there where you're tuning, checking, tuning, checking. Um, Pittsburgh Power has that capability. I I called Pittsburgh Power and I talked to Eric, and he kind of threw me a curveball with some information. He told me if you're not filling the def tank every uh, every time you fill the fuel tanks, it'll throw what's called a silent code. So I called uh, uh, Peterbilt. And they said they've never heard of such a thing, and why would they throw silent codes that their mechanics couldn't diagnose if if it's uh, a silent code? 
And so, I, so it kind of made me leery of what Pittsburgh Power had to offer. Well, um, I, that, well, that would that would make me leery too. Um, do you ever listen on on Tuesdays when we do the Power Hour? I listen to the podcasts. I don't get get to listen to the shows live. If you could call when we're recording, that that's the beauty, because then we'll get Pittsburgh Power to address that directly. But I, I wouldn't. Okay. You know, just from my experience, I, I wouldn't let that dissuade me. Um, I, I don't agree with it, but they do a lot of really, really good work there. The tuning work they've done, the new soot separator they've developed, and that this is nothing new. Bruce was, you know, developing parts, aftermarket parts, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, um, way back, right. you know. It, so they have a long, long history of not just fixing engines, but actually developing ways to improve engines. And and they're doing that now with the well, electronics. Um, so, you know, again, well, if you... I will call back Tuesday. I appreciate your time. Yeah, if you can call us on Tuesday, um, th- that way you can get it directly from them. A- and they can address what Eric might have been um, speaking about there. I'm not exactly sure um, if it was in context or... Uh, but I, I would like to get that answer for you as well, and we will do it here on the air so everybody gets the benefit of that. Let's go to Nebraska. Brad, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, but go ahead. I think we'll be all right. Um, I, I call. I talk to Kim. I'm 35 years old, six foot two. I'm at about 415 right now. don't have any present health issues, but I am tired of living like this, and I'm ready to, to get started. And uh, I listen to you religiously. Um, now, I've gone through some issues with Kim, and I've brought it down so I can put it all in a nutshell. I have uh, some eczema issues. Okay. Uh, I do have uh, seasonal allergies. Okay. I'm tired of catalog shots. Tired of going through the steroid issues. Got it. Uh, sugar handling is fine. Uh, I can kick myself in the butt for letting them take away my gallbladder. I'm sure listening to you, you can understand that. Yep. The aches, the pains. Um, I did want to bring up how do I go about a ketogenic way just living off the road in the, in the truck stops, the TA Petro and Pilot. Um, and where do I start the supplementation uh, off your store? And I think right there, I think I covered everything I wanted your input. Okay. All right. So looking at your list of uh, kind of ailments or complaints here and then looking at your NutriQ, uh, I can see why. I mean, I, and your NutriQ isn't horrible. Like you said, your sugar handling is actually not all that bad. Um, your adrenals are a little shot. Um, essential fatty acid balance is off. That's why all the aches and pains. You've got some pretty serious digestive issues. That's not unusual. Um, and, and yeah, it's, and I it's, mean, I, you, you have no idea. Yeah, and, and it's much more common after losing the gallbladder. So, But the good news is we can fix all of it, and, and even without the gallbladder. As long as you know what to do, uh, we can help you with that. Um, all this... Um, the digestive issues can be fixed. And believe it or not, the eczema and the allergies, 
are actually very closely tied into those digestive issues. And I'll, I'll explain that when we come back. And I'll tell you what you need to do to get started. We'll do that right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Sway, yo, you know it's like my home. We do politics as well. Sway, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Mr. President. How you been? It's all there. Sway in the morning, weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Exclusively on Eminem's Shade 45, Sirius XM Channel 45, and on the Sirius XM app. Comchex and Express Codes keep me rolling. However, codes aren't always convenient. From finding a place to cash them, to balances left over, or losing the code. That's why I downloaded the ComCheck mobile app from ComData. Now I just plug my codes in, and the funds go on to my ComData debit card account. It's an improvement on the classic system. And my ComData card works at stores and ATMs. Download the ComCheck mobile app today. Visit ComData.com slash no more codes for more information. Owner-operators, looking for a reconditioned pre-emission long hood with a fresh manufacturer's certified overhaul, including a nationwide manufacturer's engine warranty? Road Dog Truck Sales has them. We specialize in reconditioned 379s and W900s with fresh certified engine overhauls. Easy financing, too. We sell pre-emission long hoods that look new, smell new, and with a fresh overhaul protected by a four-year warranty, run like new. Call Road Dog Truck Sales at 833-ROAD-DOG. 833-ROAD-DOG or RoadDogTruckSales.com. For P150, P150GA, P150NY, P150OK, P150TN, C250A, C250E, C250Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-500-9481. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-500-9481. That's 1-800-500-9481. 1-800-500-9481. Why do patients from all 50 states and 127 countries travel to Cleveland Clinic for hard care? We've been ranked number one in hard care in the nation by U.S. News and World Report 23 years running. Our heart team is one of the largest and most experienced in the world, and Cleveland Clinic sees more than half a million heart visits each year. That's heart care worth traveling for. Visit clevelandclinic.org slash heartcare for more information. That's clevelandclinic.org slash heartcare. Weekday mornings, 11 a.m. East, freewheeling. We talk about pop culture, talk to celebrity guests, and hear what drivers have to say about the world at large. Free.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the calls. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to go back to Brad. So, Brad, let's tackle the eating issue first. I, I know when you're first starting, it seems like overwhelming and confusing. And, and the best way I can simplify this without going through, you know, an hour explanation is that yeah. virtually every restaurant I walk into has meat and vegetables. And that's really what we eat. That, that that's what we eat primarily on keto. We now we'd like to have a lot of good fat in there. Sometimes you can carry that yourself. We sell little packets of really high quality oils in our store. You can you know carry your own butter around. Um, so we we want good quality fats. That's the base of a good keto diet. But the food we're going to eat is primarily meat and vegetables. So I can walk into virtually anywhere. And they have a burger or a steak or a pork chop or, you know, a, a half a chicken or something. They have meat on the menu and they have vegetables. And, and that's what I'm going to eat. I'm just going to skip all the other stuff. I'm not going to eat the bread, the pasta, the rice, the potatoes, meat and vegetables with, with a lot of good fat. So when you walk into a restaurant, just think that way. You know, they've got a burger. Some, yep, go ahead. Can I bring something up? You want to know? I am ready for this, but why is it that my mind likes to play, play tricks, like you were saying, and we crave the carbs, and it's almost like I'm going into a panic thinking I'm going to cut myself off of my all carbs. Oh, oh no, you, you will crave the carbs. That's our problem in this country. That's why we are in such poor health. Because that kind of carb load is not a natural diet for a human being, but we crave them. And and there are studies that show they are as addictive as cocaine. That sugar can be as addictive as cocaine, the way it lights up your brain when you eat it. Um, so yeah. it, it, But we can also look that, you know, people who abuse drugs are very unhealthy. But they're hard to quit. They crave them. They want more of them. So you just have to break the craving. I, I, I don't know any other way to say that. Everybody, virtually everybody goes through it. It's not easy. I, I will tell you it's not easy. But I can also tell you that just like any addiction, the further you get away from it, the longer you go without it, the easier and easier it becomes. Three years now, I, I really I, I don't crave carbs anymore. Every now and then I like a little bite of something sweet, but it's really, really minor, and I use really healthy sweeteners. But for the most part, I don't miss the bread. I don't miss the pastas. I don't crave that stuff anymore. But in the beginning, that it, it, it is difficult. Yes. Yeah, flaxseed oil, you know, they will tell you that flaxseed is high in omega-3, which is what we're after. But that's misleading because the form of omega-3 is very, very hard for our body to absorb. So flax... 
you know, it's one of those superfoods that everybody wants to point to and say you should eat this. And I'm not telling you shouldn't. It's a natural food, but it's not a superfood. You're going to do much better getting your omega-3s from your grass-fed butter, your grass-fed beef, and wild-caught seafood. Wild-caught seafood is your best source of omega-3. I I wouldn't take them. I, 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 you know, we, we always try to get our nutrition out of food first. If we're working with somebody and 90 days in, we clearly see that they have some deficiencies, some things they're just not getting out of their diet. Then we might recommend some supplementation along those lines. But for right now, focus on real food and, you know, meat and vegetables, cut the carbs way back. And we would recommend that you work on digestion. So that would mean yeah, yeah. You, you clearly, to me, based on what I'm seeing, I can almost guarantee you have, you have SIBO. I, I, I almost guarantee it without doing any other testing or even looking. So we have a, a, a nice protocol to kind of jumpstart your digestion and clear up the SIBO. And when you clear up the SIBO, my guess is the eczema is going to go away. There's a pretty strong correlation between SIBO, which is a digestive issue, and eczema. So if you look, if you look in our store, you will find the, um, what we call our leaky gut kit. And if you wanted to start off with anything, I mean, you could always you know, do a one-on-one with us, a two-on-one. Kim and I will work with you directly. Or you can try this on your own. Call me once in a while, and I'll give you some recommendations. Um, I would absolutely start with the diet. We just talked about that and the leaky gut kit. And I wouldn't take any other uh, supplements right now. That's all I would use. And then again, when you have another question, you know, give me a call back here on the air. We'll talk about it. Let's go to Florida. Dave, welcome to the program. Mr. Kevin, three, three ingredients we both know that are key to being healthy. Exercise, diet, and rest. Yes. Yes. And I'm tying this into the ELDs. I am in the LTL business. In my operation, what I've been doing lately is running my paper log as strict as I can as if I had an ELD. There you go. And what I have found, the benefit to this ELD is going to be, for our tribe, is we are going to get better rest and it's so, therefore it's going to be an ingredient in all of us being healthier so and i like that i like to look for the i'm looking for the benefits to this thing that's right slicing and dicing and seeing all the negatives i'm like no that, i can still run my operation i run every other week so i might be gone a half a day to maybe a day longer but i'm home two weeks out of the month anyway so well there you me, it's not a problem there you go I, now i told i I see a benefit in the rest part of our being healthy with the ELD. Now, you know you, you know me that I would agree with you on that, right? Yes, sir. Okay, now that you know I would agree with you, let me play devil's advocate just because it's fun. Um, here, Here's yes, the first thing. You are approaching this with an open mind, and you're approaching it yep. from the same perspective I would. How do I find the positives out of this? 
the other side, oh. the people who have a very closed mind and don't want to see any positives, they, they, just, they just don't want this, period. They will tell you the exact opposite, that this stresses them out and they get less sleep and they're anxious and they have to sit around too much. So just to play devil's advocate, I agree with you. I know what the argument for the other side's going to be. I, I understand that. But for those of us that are positive thinkers, I could make a list as long as my arm of the benefits of this ELD. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I see rates going up. I see, you know, the volume. The, 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 the trucks aren't going to be able to handle the volume. Uh, so, therefore, our rates are going to go up. We are going to have a, a, an actual electronic device to prove that we sat someplace for three hours. Um, there's just a lot of benefits to this thing. And I agree with everything that's been said about hours of service, but that will get changed in time when yep. they see, uh, the industry sees, and, and the, our economy sees the need for it. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, but so the, 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 the immediate benefit to me, I've been health conscious since Moby Dick was a minnow, and I see this being a huge benefit to our ability to get scheduled rest on a daily basis. Good. I love that. So so we only have a couple minutes left. Let's, um, you know, I've talked about the perfect storm hitting right now. What's going on with the economy, all the rebuilding efforts that's going to really crank up trucking, the ELD mandate. Uh, everything looks golden for trucking right now in 2018. So do you know what I want for Christmas? <laughs> I'm not sure. The ELD mandate hits December 18th for Christmas. I want $4 fuel. That's all we need, and, you know and we'll be golden. The most money I've ever made is when fuel has been the highest. Exactly. Exactly. So my Christmas wish, in case, in case I'm on anybody's Christmas list, if you could deliver this for me, I, I'm just looking forward to uh, $4 fuel prices or more. I mean, more would be okay, too, but $4 should do it. Looking at everything else that's going on in the uh, in the industry right now, kind of the perfect storm coming for rates, um, all we need is $4 fuel, and we could be looking at 2018 being the most profitable year for owner-operators and small carriers that I've seen in a very, very long time. It's time to get positive about this. Thanks for joining me. We will see you next time. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.